Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This is Matt Media alongside my critical band in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BBB Radio. And we have quite a lot to talk about today. We have movies, we have a season of a TV show that we almost forgot about, you know, by the name of Black Mirror to talk about. Um, we have right. a couple of trailers we have to talk about. But um, Ricardo, I think you have some, just some... Not so much breaking news, but there's something new and uh, on TV that dropped, I believe. Yeah, uh, new episode, well, new season of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Um, generally well received. New season, nothing too much to talk about. Uh, also, the bear premiered by NCT. Okay, uh, so, I, I well, still have to watch season uh, one of the bear, but, like but I'm real excited to watch. Yeah, it. I want to jump into that. I don't want to miss the second right. season at all, right? Uh, but yes, yeah, as far right. as the trailers go, well, you know, um, the big one, the one that everybody's talking about at the moment is One Piece, right? So here's the thing, right? So right. I didn't even know that Tadam Tree, I think it is, was going on um, Saturday that, that passed, right. right? Because I was in the cinema of my choice, you know, watching The Flash, right? Which we will talk about at the end of this um, episode, right? So I came home, I just started seeing an announcement about, you know, Netflix announced this and that, and oh, Linda Hamilton is going to be on the fifth season of Stranger Things. And I'm like, cool, yay, but, right. you know, right to strike, though. Just saying. When 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 when, it happens, when right. they're done, you know, we, we, we'll see it, right? Because, you know, we we all love, you know, Sarah Connor, right? But yeah, um, the big the big news really was, you know, the, um, the release of the first trailer for One Piece, right? And I'll just get this out of the way, right? right. So... I've only seen like about five or six episodes of like the of this series, right? Because yes, this is probably the longest running anime ever in in history, right? Um, and, right. You know, like like for me, right? And this was the only time that I was getting into why I was already into stuff like Bleach and Naruto and Death Note and stuff like that. Um, one Piece was just one of those things where I was like, I really don't think I have the time to just sit down and watch these episodes purdy in order to reach what you know, a thousand plus episodes. I don't have the time for it, right? But I do understand its place in as, as far as, you know, um, you know, anime and manga history. I know why it's beloved. And, right. you know, I'm not going to knock the show down for that, right? It's just for me, I don't know a lot about these characters, whether it's, the, whether it's Luffy or Zoro or these characters. I just kind of know them by face, but I don't know a lot about them, right? So for me, when I was watching this trailer, I was like, yeah, I, 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 I know who these characters are supposed to be, right? But I'm not over the moon over this because I am not the biggest One Piece fan, right? But what I would just say, that's just a quick right. you know, summary of this, right? Um, I would say, you know, this is like a great way to let people know you kind of don't have to be. Like, you could still jump into this show and still enjoy it, right? And I, just exactly. the way how it's presented, um, right. you know, and it, it really does capture that sort of, like, carefree adventurous I, vibe with some silly over-the-top stuff. So you see Luffy, yeah. really, you know, how he stretches his arm. So I was actually, actually like how they did that, right? So that was cool, right? Um, yeah. And I remember, like, really liking Zoro, even though I don't know much about him. You know, I just like that he has these long-ass swords. That's really all I know about him, though. But yeah, uh, from from what I could tell, it's just characters that I know are already part of the of the series itself, right? Or I should say, the the the, the first right. volume, if you will, of, of the series, right? 
And I have to say, actually, like really impressed by the right. visuals. Like this, we how it looks, right? You know, it, nothing too. It like it, it it's kind of hyper stylized in I, a sense. So it doesn't look too real, but it doesn't look too fake either. But it, it's that kind of balance, now, you know what I mean? So yes, right. it's not like the real world, but that's not the point, right? It's you know based off of an anime, right? But yeah, it this this didn't blow my way, but I was like. Yeah, they're actually serious about this because I wouldn't like when I when I was um, sad to hear, oh, they're doing this thing. I was like, all right, really? And actually, come to think of it, they're actually going to do a live action uh, version, well, series of Avatar The Last Airbender. So, like, all right, well, we're doing that too. Okay, okay. Not right. really excited. I'm sorry. I'm not really excited, right? Even though I love Avatar The, the Last Airbender, right? But yeah, um, One Piece, though, um, at the end right. of the day, just to wrap things up, I do hope that it pleases the fans. Um, I hope that we don't get another um, Cowboy Bebop. Where they, they they make changes which you think is significant and relevant, but it's just done in the worst ways, um, to the point of sacrificing the, the, the heart of the story and whatnot. And yeah, I just hope that we don't get a bomb out of this, right? Literally, right? But yeah, I, I expect this thing to to, to do well, right. man. So yeah, well, I guess we'll see. Be Ricardo, you could tell me what you thought about it, or if you cared all about One Piece, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm kind of halfway One Piece fan, not the biggest fan, but like yeah, I I, uh, I understand its greatness and whatnot, and it's a great show where to talk about its its values and ideas, great and whatnot. Uh but yeah, I um as I say, best case scenario, eh, we're gonna get the Bleach movie all over again, which I don't think is that bad. Um, but the worst case scenario is that we'll probably get a Cowboy Bebop type such situation, uh, where it just like you're trying to do something, but it's just not gelling particularly well. And yeah, a lot of it just don't work. And it's like, all right, well, just leave it at that. Uh, but yeah, looking all right. I mean, if you're a One Piece fan, I suppose this might be decent for you. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll give it a shot. I don't know how long it is. A series? What's going on with it? Is just a movie? I don't know what it is. Um, no, it's 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 actually a series. I'm not sure how much okay, episodes. Okay, so I, right, think, okay. uh, I think for what I've seen here, it's going to be eight episodes. Not and good. they're going to be dropping on August the 31st, okay. i.e. Right. our Independence Day. So at least right. I have something to watch before fireworks bust off, right? Right. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll check it out for sure. But, you know, the, the, the challenge for me now is that I'm going to go in not knowing anything about about the, the arcs or whatnot. The, the advantage I had with, with, with Cowboy Bebop is that I knew the stories, I knew the characters, I knew the references. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going in as a relative newcomer myself. So it's like, all right, fine. Um, I know enough about the world, like I know what the red line is and little facts about the four C's and these little things that you can't, could or can't do and why it is that this is happening and which devil fruit is this and blah, blah, blah. I get, I get the little facts about it enough, right? You know, just from, again, much like with Star Wars, share, share osmosis. But yeah, for the most part, I haven't really gotten into One Piece all that much uh, to know what it is to look for and, and my own interpretation of the material. So, but yeah, whatever, I'll be watching this. I'll, I'll probably like it. We'll see. I'll give it a shot, of course. So we'll find out. Yeah. And, and lastly, I hope that at least it maintains the tone because I felt even with Cowboy Bebop, it, it kind of just went all over the place. Like, it, you know, like, like Cowboy Bebop does have, you know, dark tones ever so often, right? But, you know, it always had this kind of chill jazziness, right? And the, the live action series tried to capture that, but it just failed miserably yeah. at that. So I do hope that it maintains that sort of, you know, adventurous, uh, I don't want to say light heart, but that's fun tone that I know the series uh, at least the earlier episodes, you know, had, right? So I guess we'll see come August the 21st, right? right? Uh, also, much to my surprise, you know, we literally about an hour ago, we got the first trailer for Craven the Hunter. Right. Well, you know, the craven, the cravening. It's craven, it's craven time. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, this looks like looking another terrible. Morbius. 
right yeah, down to like how the yeah. opening shot, right? Yep. Looks like um basically you're seeing um creeping in the shadows, he's coming yep. out in the light. It literally looks like Jared Leto from Morbius. Like I just had to yeah, see yeah, that, yeah. right? Yeah, what it's looking like, yeah, unfortunately. It looking like the writer strike. They like they pulled the scene right before the writer strike and then they didn't do it. So that is what the problem is. It's, it's terrible, looking terrible. Sorry. <sighs> The thing is, right, so I don't know, I, like, I, I really should read that, um, I forgot the name of the, the, not graphic novel, but that's the, the arc, the Spider-Man arc that involved Kraven. I forgot right. the name of it, but it's a, it's a really um, popular one. Last, 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 last hunt or something. Last hunt, I think that's it, yeah, yeah. Or something like right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah, because I'm not sure if this show is going to reference it, but I have a feeling it will. But yeah, you know, you yeah, always hear about how great that that arc is, right? I really should read it yeah. up actually, because I have a feeling that it may go a little bit into like the origins of Craven. Because I remember this from the animated series how he became that in the first place, and it, it seemed plausible there, yeah. right? But in the case of this show here, we're getting a much different, you know, um, uh, backstory, right? I could tell, right? Um, points for for bringing in Russell Crowe into this though, like okay, I, I did not expect you to be in this. Eh? So it's, it's always like it's, he... it's about Rhino. I did Rhino in this for some oh, reason. Oh, you'll get a Rhino. You'll get a Rhino. You'll get a Rhino, right? Whatever. So yeah. yeah, um, the origin of Hulk Craven because Craven is really really weird. It's really, really weird, right? But it yeah. really harkens back a little too much to um, to, magic, to Morbius. Ma- magic Lion. Huh? Magic yeah, lion. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. A, a, a magic ma- lion. Magic a lot lion. of a magic lion turns him into this, right? Quatermain or something. What hey, good that? point. Right. Yes, Alan Quatermain. Yeah. Though, good point. Yeah, I, I used to read yeah, books. I, I love yeah. King Solomon's Minds and whatnot, yeah. right? But yeah, that I have right. a feeling that's what uh, the Russell Crowe character is, or maybe that's what Russell Crowe was right. fashioning his character off in a sense. I don't know, right? But um, Russell Crowe as a dad is a dick, too. You know what I mean? Like this is how he's yeah. like, oh, well, you know, just like his mother. I, I his mother's weak. Leave him. Bro, what the fuck? <laughs> no, let me ask you We just we, we just watch a we just watch a movie. We'll, we'll talk about this movie. We have a character identical to that. Oh yeah. Thing. So <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, yeah. But but that's just um, few things for you, right? So they're real hyping up the fact that oh, this is gonna be the first R-rated, you know, Marvel-based film. So you just seeing headshots and blood, yeah. and it's like you just see this like okay. Okay, even right now to a point where this, uh, where Craven shows up in this guy's office, I don't know the context of it, we talk about, oh, where's so-so-so? Oh, you're, you're, you're standing on top of him, and you seeing blood underneath his he, he shoes, right. I'm like, okay, well, we, alright, we well, okay, bro. really, like, like, you want me to, you, you want me to get hard over this? Okay, so yes, they are selling the fact that yeah. people get killed, and, you know, is is you know, seven, you know, throats, and headshots, and blood, and stuff like that. But it's like, all right. And he bite off a yeah, man's nose for reasons. And... Like, why? I, I don't know, right? Yeah, but, yeah, but... It had for me to But, it but you really have to sell Aaron Te- um, Taylor Johnson as Craven. I mean, they, they, they did that. Well, I should say Sony did that in terms of selling Jared Leto as Morbius, right? Because the moment we heard he was playing, I was like, really? You yeah. know what I mean? But outside of, you know, just how terrible the movie was, he didn't put in a foot into it. It's just that the, the script was terrible, right? I have a feeling it would be the same thing here. Irene will put in effort, but the story already looking kind of terrible, right? Uh, but before we know, it might actually yeah. turn out to be pretty good. I don't really know, but we'll have to wait until October 6th, you know, of this year to, to, to find out, right? And last thing, last way, like, I was just watching all this and telling myself, all right, okay, okay. Well, I forgot to mention McGill, Ariana DeBose is in it as well, too. She plays um, Calypso. Calypso, right, um, who, who actually plays. was in the animated series. Oh, well. I remember okay. that, yes. Um, right, and that was right. like that was Craven's okay. girlfriend okay. or something like that. You used to, yeah, right, you used to call her Mike Calypso, right? Yeah. But right. yeah, um, 
Rhino is in this. And oh gosh. So so before we get to Rhino, I, I should mention, right? So on Facebook, I make the joke and I say, you know, um, couldn't help yourself, eh, Avi? Because there's a shot near to the climax of the trailer where you just see like these spiders just like hanging down. I just like right. really happy, right like, 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 yeah. like we really, we really doing right. this, yeah. we right really doing this. <laughs> but yeah, they yeah. lost me with Rhino though. Like I was just watching everything and tell myself, okay, this is what they're yeah, doing. Rubbish. All right, all right. But when they get to the Rhino stuff, I was like, what? Because literally, it's not like the Rhino that yeah. we know rubbish. where it's Absolutely a guy in a suit. Stuff. It's been that way in the animated series, and it was that way in the friggin' Amazing Spider-Man Two film, right? But now we have a rhino that actually like turns into a rhino apparently. Well, all we just see is an arm, and I'm like, why, why, why are we doing this? Why, why are we doing this? Yeah, boy. <laughs> but, but, but again, just just to close things off, the cell now again is first rated R, you know, um, Marvel movie, right? But here's the problem: that's what Morbius was trying to be. It was, it, you could tell, like, even how bad the movie yep. was, you could tell they were even far out but it was like, no, 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 it's Marvel, we can't do that, and, you know, Venom was a thing, so we have to make this thing PG-13, right? But I have a feeling that this is going to be yet another Morbius, just with the R written on it, and fake blood for the sake of yep. fake blood, right? So that's it. No, but the, the thing is, yeah, the thing is, they can't, here's the thing, this looking, because the writer's strike happened, that means this, this coming before the writer's strike, and I mean, they had no time to fix it. And I don't think they fixed it from since seeing Mobius. So they didn't think the writer's strike would happen. They would say, hey, it looked like shit. Everybody would react and try to uh, try to change things. And now they can't because the writer's strike happening. So yeah, this, this de- de- I don't know, this dead in the water. If this make any money, any more money than I expected to, I, I don't know, is one of those, I'm, I, I had to eat my hat kind of situation. This looking like, this looking terrible. Like, like worst movie of the year, terrible. Sorry. Yeah, for all we know, it, it, it may very well show up at all with surplus, right? But um, I, I, yeah. I, here's what: if if that show just 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 to wrap things up, right? If this show get like a ton of praise, why I I can actually see myself watching this cinema, you know. Sure. But like uh, with Morbius, now I remember hearing a lot of a lot of bad things about this, so I had to wait until it came out on VOD. Um, so I ended up like watching this late, like in, in December, just preparing for my um, best of and worst of list, right? And that, that's why I make the joke that I probably the last person on earth to watch Morbius, right? And yeah, it was trash, right? But yeah, boy, yeah. Um, this Craven boy, if you're atrocious, uh, 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 horrible. Uh, and you know, you know what's so dumb about this too is that they, they, he don't have any discernible interest in power set, right? Like he's supposed to have the ability to kind of control animals, maybe, but he's just a super soldier. Like that's what it is. That's it. So like I don't understand what they're trying to go for. Yeah, and and and, and not knocking Eron, right? But and and Craven's supposed to be like this that like a hulking character, but he's supposed to be like like Yeah, buff. whatever. Like they they, 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 they <laughs> had this one shot where he, he, he turned and he you know, he, he do the Marvel jacked up eating chicken cutlets, you know, bam, body look now. But yeah, not none of it's impressive. He had to be bigger than that. But whatever, I don't care. Moving on. Yeah. So yeah, moving on, moving on, we're moving on, right? That, that's it. All right. So um, let's talk about Bo is Afraid. Sure. Um, this is the third film from Ari Aster, who dropped, I would say, two of the best horror films of the past decade. That would be Hereditary and Midsummer. Love those films, Love especially Midsummer. Especially um, Midsummer. That's the experience of seeing Midsummer in cinema. Yeah. 
was 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 mind blowing for yeah, me, boy. I, that 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 was that was amazing. Well, you know what's brilliant about Midsummer? Midsummer, it it inverted the visual aesthetic of a horror movie and made that yes. Because everything bright. Yeah, like, it's, it's everything daylight driven and daylight. it's still scary and as still fuck. Scary. And the reason so why it's scary is because, because they use, like, um, narcotic. Well, not narcotics. I, I forget it was. Um, um, like um, a mushroom uh, Hallucinogens, I think it was. Right. Um, there was something that, right. It was in the food and thing that they were exactly. eating. So you just, yeah, everything so just looked weird. You can't trust what you're seeing. So the, low, the light is deceptive, right? Everything bright. Yes. And, you know, whatever. But, yeah. Uh, I just going to, before we start, I just going to tell you, I kind of hated this movie. <laughs> um... I, and I'll, all right, I'll so explain, I'll explain why I think I hated it. And, okay, um, okay, okay. But so, you're getting to that. Yeah, go ahead. But yeah, but I, what I will say though is that um, yes, this is one of those shows that people will either love or hate, right? Yeah. But I kind of find myself in the in the middle because I know that this is one that I hope that if I watch it again, I'll appreciate more, right? It's it's one of those shows, right? right. But yeah, this is the third feature film from Ari Aster, right? And apparently, this is actually the most expensive film E24 has ever made. It this is um, it this is thirty-five million, like you know. Yeah, no, it looks right? very expensive, I think. Yes, yes, it's actually by by E24 standards, right? Because we're still talking, in, you know, um, indie style when it comes to their film, right? Right. Right. So, saw the first trailer for this, right, and didn't know, didn't really know what to make of it. It was just like this weird thing with with Hawking Phoenix just being like afraid of things and just seeing all these right. weird things going on right so there, there was that but there was like these other like visuals that was going on as well too so it wasn't really sure what was going on but the, the, the sell of it was Hawking Phoenix right so yep. um all right so I will I will just do the synopsis for this and then well Ricardo you could you could um you, you could you could share your thoughts on it, right so without spoiling anything right because yeah this is one of those shows you have to go in as blind as possible right so we center on this character of Bo Wasserman, right? Um, he is like the most passive person like ever in mankind, right? You know, he just does not react to anything at all. He is constantly afraid. Um, he's constantly anxious, you know, and, and just terrified of like the world around him, right? And the way how like his will is set up, right? Because just this to get it all the way, right? It's not like one of those shows where, you know, you're thinking that everything they see is all in his head, right? How the show is um right. is framed is that this is actually like like everything that you see actually exists, right? So it's sort of like a fantastical world, right? Um I'll make the reference to two films that I know this show is heavily, heavily referencing, right? But anyway. So yeah, um, he is the son of this um, businesswoman by the name of Mona, and through these really weird circumstances, he finds out that she died, right, in a really gruesome way, right? So he is assigned to, to go to her funeral because, you know, according to, um, well, the will, right, well, to Mona's will, he has to be present at the funeral, right? So on the way there, he just ends up being involved in a series of misadventures, which constantly, constantly yeah. just increase his anxiety and just you know how terrified he is of the world, right? But in the process, you know, we as the the, the the viewer and him, he himself learns a lot about himself and why he is the way he is, and you know, it's just basically this existential crisis just ramped up to eleven, and that's what it is. And we just seen this yeah. character go through all these experiences here. Over the course of three hours, which I'll talk about in my review, right? Yes, sure. that, and yes. 
It varies between fantasy and reality and memory and nightmare, but more nightmare than anything like that, right? And you have to remember, this is from a guy yeah. who gave us, you know, two great horror films. So while this is essentially uh, what you call like a, a tragic comedy or dark drama, or you know, like a dark drama with elements of fantasy in it as well, it's kind of a horror film as well too, because yes, we we are put into Boo's right. head. And we are terrified as much as he is terrified, right? But it's just because of how passive the guy is. And, you know, he's just, like, always so sheepish when it comes to everything. Yeah, you can't help but feel sorry for right. the guy. But at times, and I'll get to that in my review, you kind of wish that he could just do something and just run and react and scream. But I'll get to that, right? But, yeah, Ricardo, yeah, what are your thoughts on Boaz Afraid? Yeah, as I said, I kind of hated it. Um, there is spe- sparkles of brilliance in this. But, I don't know, it needed to... Well, two things. It needed to... I, I think the runtime is way too long. I get why everything is there, but, like, I felt something was ultimately unnecessary, but I don't know. We could debate about that. And then, I... It's one of those movies... I don't know what to, how to think about this, but... Because it, it is, 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 you know, some bullshit on the internet should tell this filmmaker this, but this movie feels unearned. And let me explain. Okay, it, you, you, you mean after two great films on the your belt, you take this well, in? Well, hmm. yes, because it should be like more like five great films. All right, and I got then you. you do something, mm-hmm. And then you do something like this. This is, I get what you're going for. Like, it's it's this whole existential conceit of what it is to be afraid. And he, he, this this kind of, especially coming on to the end of the movie, where, where, where they kinda, you, you see the hill to everything. This kind of... Um, failure by by an action and, and it's it's really not real fear but it's more cowardice and the, the, the what this what the sin of Bo is and and what he is his characterization that like that stuff is interesting on people but because it doesn't play out well and look Joaquin Phoenix selling everything I'm not saying nowhere but it's just not connecting to me at all like I get what they're going for but I'm not feeling it at all like I, I just none of it just tying together and I said if if I didn't know him as a filmmaker more, and he, like, sell, do a bunch of movies where I could get a, a general approach on teen, and then he dropped something like this, then I would have probably enjoyed this a lot more. But, like, I can't, I'm not in his head enough for me to enjoy this. This, he, he trying to, and it really feel like he's trying to be a Charlie Kaufman kind of something. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, this is very much um, adaptation, or, um, what's, what's the other one, right. um, the, 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 the one that everybody knows him for? The New York one. Synecdoche. Right, that one. Synecdoche, Synecdoche. yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Right. But but with that now, because I know Charlie Kaufman's career reasonably well, or even something like a Spike Jones, you know the career a while now. So now, when they do something like this, you know what to look for. You know what to take. And with this, I can like beat together everything. Even though I kind of piece together what he's trying to go for, and mostly because Joaquin Phoenix is great. Like he's he is. Really he holding is, it together. Yeah. yeah. He's a good. That because so the movie was going good. I was. It was. It was losing me almost for the whole first half. And then they get into some parts of the second half. And when they got into the animation section, the animation section. Yeah, I'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Right. When they got into that, I was like, all right, I kind of get in where you're going for. And that is when I started appreciating it. I was like, wait, this whole thing could have be animation, though. Like, I felt you could have probably do that instead. But I just, I don't know. It just don't gel together well at all. The ending is okay. Like, I get where it was going for. It's just right there, you know. And because it just right is like a, the spark is there but no fire you know is 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 wet is wet kindling that is the problem <laughs> i don't know if it's my brain is the wet kindling or you know uh the general audience is the wet kindling so the spark is there but you need you need you need the the thing to, to light but it just don't light it just just right on the cusp of 
getting somewhere and they just do work. And I'm sure that that somewhere is greatness, but I I just not seen it. And I I don't know. Like I could see somebody hating hating. As I say, I could see somebody loving this. I could also see somebody hating this. I'm in the camp of hating this. Another thing that's kind of confusing is that he did a movie called Bo back about a little over ten years ago. Um, a like, short film, I think it was. Right, I, I, I found out like, about that afterwards. Yeah, yeah but it's like uh, yeah, because the guy who it was the guy in um oh gosh um the other movie which I know him for. That is um uh the Stranger about the Johnsons. That's why I know him for like originally. Yeah, and I'm like, oh shit, it's the same guy, right? But uh, Stranger with Johnson, the one I think one of the actors in that was Bo, and I'm like, oh, it's the same character. I can't follow like what it is. Because I remember seeing Bo. I, I vaguely remember what it was. I probably should go back and watch it over just to get a memory of it. But like, I can't remember if that was connected. So I don't know if that was an extension or that. And he clearly like just, I don't know. Anyway, last point that we you could think is this is an example of not being reeled in. Too much freedom. Too many ideas, none of it like gelling particularly together. I get what you're going for, kind of, with with you know bouncing off, but I not I wasn't feeling it. Um, I I go get my rating. I'll you, you I'll let you talk and then I'll give my rating. But I I just could not get into this. Like, but go ahead. All right. Well, I I totally understand where you're coming from, though. Um, this this is really a tough film to talk about and and really like appreciate right i will say this though i have a feeling that by year's end you know when when all these like online publications are put out you know the best movies of 2023 i have a feeling that this is going to be up there right um for me i don't think it'll make it to my best stuff at all but where the things have happened and i have a feeling that maybe if i watch it over again maybe i appreciate it a little bit more i don't think i'll love it more but i appreciate it a little bit more right so right no, yeah, it it it, it is definitely deserve multiple rewatches. Like, yes. but it's one of those now because again, Synecdoche, New York, I remember liking, and then kind of enjoying after a while. But and then I was like, okay, I'm not into it, but like I get it. And then only with rewatches. And to be fair, it's mostly because of the why YMS one, yeah, rerun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is um run down of the whole thing. I like, all right, well, that's why I, I kind of get into. It. Uh, but that's about yeah. it. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget Roger Ebert actually rating that as the best movie of the 2000s. Like, when I exactly. heard that, I was like, right, oh, right, shit. Right, right. I always should watch it. But, and I watched it that, once, that, and I was like, all right, I feel if I watch it again, I'll get it. Because I didn't. <laughs> that's the problem with a lot of films. Because a lot of films have that kind of cultural aspect of it, where it's like, all right, and, you know, sadly, you need other people to tell you why it's brilliant. And then you got you know what to look for. Sorry to say it. Um, that's true. And this, I'm sure this is one of those. This is one of those where... I forget which movie we watched the other day that was like that, boy. What came out the other day that was like that? And I was like, enough. Oh, um, I think it's another Charlie Kaufman. The one with the with the fellow driving the car with the gear. Think it's okay, Charlie okay. Kaufman. Yeah. Think so. It's that. It's the same thing. Like that. And again, I was willing to give Charlie Kaufman the, the, the benefit. Of the because Charlie Kaufman, he, he have a well-established conceit of the world. And, and, and he's doing this, this a long, long time. So we know why. But I don't know. This is... I, I, I can't help but think it just come out too soon. And I, I might not be, I might not be being fair to, to Ariasta. And I, but in my head, if I felt like if he had like two other movies and and I, I really get into this fellow head, and then I watch this, I'd probably like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, and that's a very good point though, because yeah, I mean, outside of just those two yeah. films, you don't really know much about him as you know in terms of the teams that he explores, because all this feels like like new territory. Yeah? And he's just using what he knows yeah. from his horror background or roots or whatever, you know, just to amplify everything that we've seen here. Now. But it's not like, say, a Coen Brothers film where, you know, um, where we have, what was that film? A Simple Man, which came out like, what, 2000s? But that right. comes from, right. from, like, what, yeah. decades of, of, of films that, you know, kind of exactly. have right. dark humor. Yeah, the Coen's another, yeah, yeah, another type of filmmaker like that, where you, you could get it. Oh, the movie I'm trying to remember is I'm Thinking of Ending Things. All right. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I, I remember not loving that, but Same here. I effectively appreci- I effectively appreciated the thing. I don't know. I get I just think Ayasa, it just felt like something like it, it clearly didn't come out of your head properly to form yet. Because he's a pretty young filmmaker, right? He's like what in his mid thirties, like thirty six or something like that, right? And it looked like something he had to do ten years from now. Agreed. Yeah, Again, yeah. He, he he had to live I, I, life I, I, more if, to you know. Well, it's it's like that. It's not, it's not so much live life. More. I get I get what's going on, you know. But is and I get like the core conceit of this conceit of anxiety, especially from this character in particular. But he have to flesh it out more in terms of a film. I don't know. I don't like. I don't know if I'm saying it need to be dumber. Not really, but it is not accessible at all. Right, it's just it really too a little too streamer consciousness. Mm-hmm. Listen, I know it how people go love that kind of stuff, eh? but like for me, I don't know if, if if it's just me. And I'll admit, I will admit, because of all the other movies I watched this week and what those movies are, the nature of those movies, this was a hard watch to sit down and say, "Away, oh, boy," to go back and to go to watch something like this in the middle of all this stuff. Nah, that's a problem for me personally. So it more it I listen. I, I sure if I in a in a, in a more chill mood. And I maybe have a couple more glasses of wine or something like that. I'll probably dig this a lot more. Like you know, it's, it's a mood. Yeah, it's a mood thing. But I just, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. All right. Well, well, for me, right, I'll start off with with you know the the, the two shows that he is clearly referencing, right? Uh, I mean, right out the gate, you could tell that there's a David Lynch vibe to all of this, just the way how you know how it how it just emphasizes on you know fear, right? You know it's always about the fear of the world around you and how weird and bizarre everything is, right? And then you yourself is kind of weird or seem to be an outcast, right? So yeah, right instantly you see the moment where we see um, where Bo is being introduced and you know he's in his home, he's in his uh, apartment, and do this like long running gag of you know all these weird people around him, you know, sorry outside, you know, just being crazy and weird, and he's he's scared that they're gonna run inside and attack. Him, right, I was thinking Eris ahead immediately, right? A little bit right? Here, Where, right. in the sense that you have this really weird character, but you could tell that there's some there's this fear in this character, right? So, yes, the Jack Nance character, right? Well, sorry, well, the actor is Jack Nance, right? But I forget the, the, the name of the character in Eris ahead, Eris ahead, sorry, but yeah, the moment you see him, he, he just looks scared out of his mind, and then the right. world around him is just this kind of barren well, not really a barren wasteland right it's it's shot in philadelphia i think it was right or somewhere right. like that but just this industrial city and you just hear yeah, all a, these like weird right exactly the ending the ending has uh, well i i to me it would remind me a little bit of brazil yes uh, it, it does it does it does yes right, yes a little bit um, yeah especially right. the ending that last piece of the trial and is um it has some good guest stars in this you know like um nathan lane in this um richard kine in this good actors you know yeah. Right. So I'll, I, I, I'll, I'll I'll talk about I'll talk about the, the trial, right? This will just be a minor yeah. spoiler, guys, right? But yeah, so there's that, right? So I'll, I'll pick up on Eurisa Head vibes right right out the gate, right? Because um, fun fact, if you didn't know, um, Eurisa Head really, even though it is like a very like one of those shows that you really had to like watch multiple times to appreciate, like I do, right? I actually own it on on you know Criterion DVD, right? Um, yeah. The inspiration behind it all is uh, was David's own fears of becoming a parent, right? And that's why you get this whole weird subplot involving this weird baby and all that kind of stuff, right? The other show that I know that um, that that Ari is subconsciously referencing is another favorite of mine by the name of Pink Floyd the Wall, right? From Alan Parker, right? Okay, right, okay, where yeah, 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 right, no problem. It's about yeah, this, right, where it's about this character who is on the verge of dying, 
and he is literally like just seeing a bunch of events play out and they all kind of relate to his life and well in the case of this movie here too because the same thing in, in the wall as well too um how he was brought up um how domineering and overprotective his you know mother was right but in this case in the movie in this right. film here is about um this 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 mother who just wanted love from Bo but never really got it for reasons and like just lashed right. out in the worst way like psychologically at him right i could you can really see right. why Bo is the way he is, right? Because, yeah, his mother is very domineering now, you know what I mean? Um, and then you have right. this uncomfortable but still great, in my opinion, scene where he actually confronts his mom, right? And she, right. well, she's played by um, Patti Lupone, right? Who I know is this, you know, famous um, Broadway actress and whatnot, right? Yeah, she, she, go, she, she tears him apart, though, in this, right? Yeah. But at the same time, she is meant to be unlikable at the same time. Because, yeah, the shit she talking about is like, bitch, what are you, what are you talking about, right? Like, you, yeah, you lashed yeah, out yeah, at him exactly. because, and, you know, it kind of makes sense in the, in, the, in the grand scheme of the show itself. Yeah, because of some shit that your mom do now. So, is the way how, you know, your mom treat you and the way how you, how you look at your husband and all that kind of stuff, blah, 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 right? So, it's like that, right? Right. Um, also, both films are actually referencing, are actually referenced in, in, like, these other scenes, right? So, there's little minor spoilers here, right? So, the reveal of Bo's dad, right? That is straight up right, right. A, 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 a gender flip of a really, like, unsettling moment from the Wall movie. That's all I will say without spoiling anything. Right, it's right. a weird reveal. It's really fucked yeah. up, though. But when you see it, and if you saw the, the original film, you get it. the play? No, no, not, not, not the play. play? Oh. I'm talking about the attic. The attic okay. scene. That's all I'll say. The attic scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, right, it's, it's right, a flip right, right, on right, right, right. something that happened right, in the right, war, right? right? I, I saw it. I was like, oh, okay. Right, right. Weird as fuck, but all right. Also, right. the trial that takes place in the in the final moments, that's very much like the kangaroo court that you see, or the trial, well, that's the... um. That's the name of the song, actually, in the wall, right? That's like the um, the sole right. animated sequence. Sorry, the sec. No, actually, the third animated sequence in the whole movie, right? So it plays all like a trial. And it's all about you know you and look at how you treated your mom and look at you. So basically, you know, he right. caused all this pain and all that kind of stuff. There, so it's like that, right? But without singing and without weird characters, you just seeing all these individuals showed up and they just more or less chastising both for uh, you know the kind of guy that he is, right? And also a kind of a blinking innocent moment. There's a there's there's a there's a bit involving sparks. That's all I say. And that remind me of the end of Eraserhead. Yeah. And also an explosion of sorts, which remind me of the climax of the wall. That's all I will say, right? So yes, I was picking up on those right. things because I know those films literally by heart, right? But all that being said, right, about the film itself, right? Again, just like you, I get where it is he's coming from, right? He just really wants to show this guy who is, you know, looking like more or less on his way out so to speak right and he is now going through yeah. all these like various scenarios and he's learning a lot about himself right and i will say right just from a directing standpoint um ari did his damn thing in this too like i would say in terms of like yeah, the visuals I, I, the backgrounds and I, all that kind of stuff I looks can't great be mad at it too because there's a lot of good in this yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, you're, you're right. right. There, there is a lot of good in this, right? Um, yeah. The visuals, you know, great, right? Cinematography is great. I love, like, in that first arc where you're seeing the world that he lives in, right? The eerie, the head kind of world where it's all these weirdos and all that kind of stuff, right? I just seen all these, like, weird posters and signs and all that, and it's just all these manifestations of Bo's own fears, right? Yeah. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is fantastic in this. He's believable. He is sympathetic, yeah. very sympathetic, a little too sympathetic, right? 
Um, okay. But that will, for me, you know, just to touch on his character, right? What what took me out of it, first of all, what took me out of the movie, first of all, though, is that passiveness about him, right? It's, it's, there's only right. one moment, I'm not going to spoil where it is, there's only one moment where he acts, though, you know what I mean? And I was like, yes, this is, we was waiting literally two and a half hours for, for him to, to react, sorry, to act on something, not just react, yeah, like, and he does like, it, and like it just, like, back to normal, being scared, and I'm like, why, you know? No, there's a, there's a, there's a, like, I get characters like this, which I don't mind being so passive, because, like, the passivity is part of the, the conceit, right? Right. Like, you know, he's, when I, when I see characters like that, I always think Willie Loman, Death of a Salesman shit, right? Like, it's that. Right, it's right, this right. Whole, you're so beaten on long before you even start your life kind of thing. Um, like this, and, and then anytime you, anything that could give you that kind of thing, in a, even in a classical sense, any kind of confidence will be destroyed or taken away from you. Like, there's a moment that's pretty fucked up. Uh, and it catches you completely off guard. It's like, okay, this, this, I get where you're going for with that part. Um, involving a, let us say, involving an orgasm. That's all I'll say. Oh yes, 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 yes. That catch me off guard. I like right. that. That catch me off guard too. Yeah. I like all right. Yeah. I, and, I and just, and just to touch on that briefly, right? Just yeah. to touch on that quickly, right? Um, it is funnier. Yeah. At points. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, it's there's not a lot of like, dark, like for me. It's it's not. We have very very dark humor, right? It's yeah. not like. Like I was laughing out loud, right? Right. But I was just laughing at wow, the absurdity of it right, all, exactly, the awkwardness exactly. involved too. It's it's funny, even though it's very very yeah, dark, it's, right? It's, it's it's very as I said, it it very Brazil, very Kafka esque. It very you know. Yes. They're going with with the whole you can't escape madness of the world, and then especially the ending, the trial is again a kangaroo court kind of situation. Yes. And again, it's, it's interesting. You get the people like Nathan Lane to come through. And Richard Kind to come through, and you know, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I get, I appreciate all of this. Good actors, yeah. I love them. They, you know, they, I, I enjoy them in almost everything they do. So yeah, yeah, like, and I, I, I would say just, just they, they sold it on the theatricality of it all, exactly. too, especially right, right, yeah. and, and he make, he makes the allusions because there's a nice meta conceit about involving a play. Um, yes. So I get where all of that going for, especially we'll talk about that with with um with with uh Black Mirror, like this yes. meta textuality to the whole thing. As I say. He tried it. it uh, uh, listen, listen, this might be very dismissive and it's a shitty thing I might be saying here. But it really, really tried to be a, a Charlie Kaufman and kind of fallen short. That's what oh. it's like. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me yeah, yeah. get my rating. All right, let's get right, right, it. Uh, yeah, rating. Um, five out of ten. It's not bad. I'm sure over time, uh, you know, maybe five years from now, ten years from now, I'll be like, wait, boy, that was actually a genius movie that I totally missed at the time. I'm sure that could happen. I'm open to that completely. But as it is right now, uh, yeah, it didn't work for me. I get where there's again flashes of brilliance that doesn't spark. It sparks, but no fire. But five out of ten. That's how I feel about it. All so, right. Yeah. So, 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 so back to Iris ahead and the war, right? So, right. at 95 minutes, right? Which I, which, which I believe both films are, right? They tell the point. They get sorry. They tell the story. They get to the point, and then, and then you leave, and yeah. you learn. You, you know, you, you come out of it kind of learning a little something about yourself, right? But at right. three hours, though. It is really taxing, that, yeah. um, that, bordering on repetitive at times. Because going back to walking, because he's just overly passive, you're there just kind of wondering, okay, at some point in time, is he going to just speak out? Is he going to stand up for himself? Is he going to do something? No, he yeah. just sort of sits back and be like, no, I don't want to do this. No, leave me alone. I don't want to do this. That, that, that's, my, that's my shitty walking accent or whatever it is that he that he did in the film, right? Right. But yeah, um... And even if they play it for laughs or just to amplify the fear, it feels like just way too much, though. I, I would say the moment where 
like you could you could start to tell that the movie was trying to spin on its own wheels now um involves him um i should say running into this um into this couple right who more or less treat him because you know he is you know right, physically is, uh, unsound Nathan Lane's yes character, yes right? yes that that one right and yeah, then yeah. there's this subplot involving yeah. the daughter who is like this complete bitch for the sake of it and here's just just a touch quickly on that right i was worried right Kind of similar to a film, another E24 film called The Wheel, where you're wondering right, if they're just right. going to make fun of a person's disability or mental illness. Okay, in that right. particular yes. section, yes, they're touching on mental illness because there's two characters that, that suffer from it, right? But I felt like it was just... Like, okay, like one character, you really got like the detail of why that person is the way you know the person is, right? The other person... This kind of yeah. comes off like a complete joke. It looks like, um, like literally somebody out of a out of like a early uh, Coen Brothers film, you know, just somebody who's just crazy for the sake of yeah. being crazy, and that's a joke, you know what I mean? And they 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 managed to bring that character in near the end with that same attic scene, and I was like, why? It don't make sense at all. Yeah. Like I kind of yeah. understand yeah. it before that, but in that moment, it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, that's that, kind of warning. Is this? Yeah. Are we supposed that, to laugh at the fact that the person is? Mentally unsound, I don't know. Like, I thought he showed a touch on that, right. but no, it doesn't, right? So, right. I will admit, though, the, the, the stuff in the forest catch me by surprise, and then that's where you see the play, and that's where you got the animated right. sequences, right? And I will say, without spoiling much, though, there are some, some visual moments that did remind me of the wall as well, just how abstract the visuals are and whatnot. Right. Um, the story that is told is yeah. very long, but it makes a lot of sense in terms of oh, this is what your character is going to endure and endure and endure and blah, 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 right? And you tell yourself, oh, well, all right, well, yes. this is like a mirror of what Bo's life is going to be. But then it just kind of stops and just says, well, they literally stop it midway because of, you know, events. That's all I see. And then it leads to the whole, um, his confrontation with his mom and then other stuff and then to the kangaroo try, right? So, yes, there's a lot of things that goes on with this movie, right? But at three hours, boy, it is it is a lot to take in. And I feel like it's purposefully done yeah. so, so, you know, similar to like, say, a Charlie Kaufman film or a Spike Jones film, you know, there's so much in it and so much, you know, um, uh, symbolism and all that kind of stuff. So like the, the one bit of symbolism I pick up on was water. That's all I'll say without spoiling anything. There's a team about water. Yeah, right. That's all, all I'll say. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, you know, yeah. So it's, it's, it's one of those films that feels like it's designed to pack so much detail in it that okay well you know i i can't you know like immediately like when you see it once you're not gonna like it but all right if i watch it again and give it like four more times i'm gonna love it and all that kind of stuff right i could see myself in that camp one day but right now as it stands i'm kind of indifferent by it right i admire the vision i admire the and well yep. the ambition that went into this project though i could tell that it is deeply personal you could tell right but right. but really yeah. my mean um, let down with this though was just how passive the, the main character was you know like he was just so pitiful from start to right. the end like I was there thinking okay like the end is about to happen like come on you know and there's, there's, there's glimmers of it yeah, though, like him about to like man. do something and it's like nope that's that, that that's not the kind of story we're gonna tell he he just sort of pitiful yeah, just, from start to end and he just yeah, walked away yeah. like yeah he so it's yeah. it's almost it almost feels like it betrays the audience like it's almost like he like he didn't really learn anything he just sort of reacts to everything and like i like you you, you and, and similar to something like say the, the wheel where they kind of had to show yes the, the the protagonist is a fuck up and this is why because yeah even i and all had issues with how everybody was berating him in this case 
And I will, I will say, I will admit though, I, I really yeah. enjoy, I actually enjoyed this more than the wheel. That there was there was more for me to to, to, to soak in in this show than in the wheel, to be honest. Where this felt it was right. just cynicism for the sake of it. But here, it's cynical, yes, it's dark, right? But there's a lot of things that's going on, and I kind of admire the whole existential theme of it, and you know how you look at life and all that kind of stuff, and how you treat people, and how people look at you, and all that kind of stuff. All that's cool, all that's fine and dandy. But I just wish I had a protagonist right. that ultimately I cared about, and I just came out of it like he is just passive, he's not really doing anything, and right. that's it. That's all they give us, you know what I mean? And over the course of what three hours, like, come on, man, really, right? And just in closing, though, and yeah, you know, time. you could tell that there's a lot that, that that's being told as well, too. But going back to what you're saying in the way how it's presented, it, it feels too inaccessible, like like purposefully inaccessible, right? Like, I have no problem, you know, you deciding to make an art film, right? Like yeah. an art house film for the sake of it, right? That's fine, right? You know, like, and, and many of them will be nominated for best, you know, nominated for Oscars, or they'll make it to, you know, best self listen or whatnot, right? That, that, that's no problem, right? But we're going from two horror films and we're going to this here and there's not really a lot of, you know, there's not really anything for us to latch on to outside of, okay, you're using the horror elements to, to amplify the fear of what the character is going through, you know what I mean? So there's not really much for us to really lean on to, like, oh, this is like a reference to, 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 to Ari when he was growing up or this is this or that, whatever it is. It just feels like this story that he had, you know, cooking in the, in the burner for like a, in the, in the oven for, for years and, you know, because he have clout with E24, it's like, all right, cool, I'm going to give you this film, just give me 25 million and I'm going to make this. But yeah, still, it just kind of comes off way too inaccessible by, right. by even by eight to yeah, four yeah. standards. It's just but he, he had, too weird, man. He, I yeah. think I think he had too much freedom. I think he had too much freedom as a creator. Like he had too much freedom. He, they, you know it. You know some. I mean, I know it's in each other to four to give creators, but sometimes my producers had to pull them and re- reel them back a little bit. Now that's that's what it felt like. Too, you know, car, the carte blanche problem. Now you know yeah. a lot of carte blanche filmmakers. They too much carte blanche here. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, so so in closing, before I get to read it, right? Um, this is a film that feels an hour way too long. It it could it could have told its point in like two hours. We could have gotten the point of everything, if anything. I would have walked out of it like, yeah, okay, like that does it, right? But yeah, three hours is just like spinning its wheels, trying to make us care about a character that ultimately we don't care about. But maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the joke. Maybe that's the existential joke that the show is trying to tell us. But it's a joke that pretty much is being told in the ears for three hours, yep. and you just come out of it like. All right, like I came out of it like, all right, not gonna watch this in a hurry, but I will, I will definitely want to see it again. But it's just a matter of how much I will like it when I see it again. So at the moment, like you, I will just give this a strong yeah. two and a half out of five. Right, see it, see it if you want to. Um, yeah, I have a feel that you know, with more viewings, it may bump up to like a three, maybe. I don't know, maybe more than that, I guess. But for now, it just feels a little too. Um, out there a little too inaccessible even by 8 to 4 standards yeah that's my problem you know there's the, there's the kind of movie I had a coat switch for and then put on my monocle and my, 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 um, my, my turtleneck and you know have <laughs> yeah. a, a, a glass of wine in my hand double shit yeah 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 but I will say this and last thing I'm gonna say right um, you're not gonna see a movie like this at all this year boy this is yeah, easily I mean, one of the most yeah. unique shows you will see like ever in my opinion like like even as uh, even though I, I brought up the references the subconscious references to Eraser Head and Pink Floyd Pink Floyd the Wall um, yeah this still feels very distinct very unique it's own thing um, 
again, but this way too out there, way too abstract, way too inaccessible. It has points and it's making the points, but it kind of drags the points out because we have to have all these scenarios that ultimately don't really add up to anything. And I really felt it in that in that second part that I mentioned before with the family. Like I was digging moments about it, but ultimately just kind of came. It just kind of felt pointless. Um, apparently, this is supposed to be like a Lord of the Rings s kind of story, the way how the character goes yeah, through that. these ordeals do. But this feels like right. all these random misadventures that ultimately just kind of comes down to, oh, you're a piece of shit, the end. And I'm like, all right, this is why I sat down for three hours for. Yeah. But again, maybe if I watch it again, maybe I'll get it. And that's all I'll say. All of the plot stuff don't bother me, you know, because it's clearly a character piece. It's, it's him. It's, all, it's him and how he reacts to whatever happened to him. So stuff like that, but then it get weird. And it's like, all right, well, why? All right, whatever. Uh, moving on. Yeah, moving on, moving on. All right, so let's take a break from movies now. Let's talk about some music. So we will talk about the uh, newest album from Mike Wise and Rook Beats called Mad Scene, right? So a little backstory before I start, right? So I didn't even know about Rook Beats, right? He is a, a Trinidadian um, hip-hop producer, right? He's mainly within the boom-bap style of hip-hop as well too, right? So like when it comes to his instrumentals, it always has that kind of like 90s boom-bap flavor, right? I mean, I am an absolute fan of 90s boom-bap hip-hop anyway. So I, I like how it's how it's um, incorporated into today's, you know, hip um, modern, um, you know, urban musical styles, right? But yeah, I didn't even know who Rook Beats was until a good friend of mine by the name of E. Smitty, a.k.a. you know, uh, one half of, you know, the Soul Powers. He's part of the Rebel Embassy. He's a North Carolina rapper slash singer. Um, I interviewed him a couple times. Um, quite recently, he was the first, you know, interviewee in my Hip Hop Top 10 um, podcast. So that's him. Yeah, so he kept telling me about this this producer from Trinidad who he got in touch with and he went in to do a song with him, right? And then actually, like, listen to the project. It's called Rook Tips Volume 2, right? And he actually has a song called The Variation. Pretty solid song, right? But yeah, I actually checked out the, the, the album. It's actually on Rook's Bandcamp page, right? And I'm just there like, you know, these beats are solid and just these guys and what they're doing over these beats are great, right? But the moment where I heard the first track on the album, right, which is called Beach Line. This is from a rapper called Seth Gaines, right? Um... That one, I was like, all right, this Rook guy, this Rook guy is somebody that I definitely have to keep an eye on, right? Because what I will say, though, like, as far as his style goes, he comes up with these very accessible, I would say, radio-friendly um, hip-hop beats, right? But they still owe a lot to say, you know, uh, again, to 90s, you know, hip-hop as well, too. Mainly East Coast hip-hop, right? So it's that kind of, like, branch, you know, between the old and the new that, that I really appreciate from him, right? And yeah, just off of that song alone, Beach Lime, I was like, all right, this is a guy I really need to keep my eye on. That would be Rook, right? And of course, well, Mike, Mike Wise actually collaborated, collaborated with him before on, well, Volume 1, right? On a, on a really brief track as well, but it was really solid as well, right? So yeah, I was actually surprised that these guys were going to hook up together to, to do album together, right? Um, and really and truly, it makes a lot of sense, right? Because, you know, one of the main themes of this album is just the idea of you as an artist coming from Trinidad having to like physically leave your country a bit to go to the States to make it big, right? But yeah, both guys pretty much proved that they don't really need to do that. Rook just needs to just make solid, you know, beats and, you know, just find the right artist to collaborate with, you know, regardless of where they're from, because he has collaborated with artists outside of the States as well too, right? Um, and yeah, let, let the music speak for itself, right? 
And then, well, Mike now, you know, because of just how laser focus he is on this coming coming through with this these solid bars, yeah, you know, he he does not have to you know step out of you know um, Trinidad to 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 see greatness, right? Even though the even though the appeal of it is there, right? Yeah, you know, he just lets his art and his craft, you know, speak for itself as well, right? I could tell like this is like what they're going for with Martin, right? Like there's these these two artists who kind of have that mindset about you know wanting to to to, to carve their own names into history, but they feel kind of limited by where they're from. But it's like nah nah like we we need digital age that we could we could we could still do our thing, Jen, and we don't even have to leave our country, right? So to speak, right? So it's like that. Um, and then lastly, before I get into into like the um, the tracks themselves. Um, it also has a Daytona kind of vibe to it too, because yeah, this thing only clocks in at about 19 minutes longer. You know right. what I mean? Sure. And it just kind of feels like Mike is the Pusha T and Rook is the Kanye, right? I don't mean that as a this, right? I don't mean that as a this, but yeah, basically just trying to find out how much fire I could pack into a short project. You know what I mean? And still make it and still do it in such a way that you will listen to it over and over and over. And I would say that these guys achieve that you know with this project here man so ricardo you 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 checked out the project right you, you checked out martin right yeah i i, I only gave it one list i can i can it was yeah this one this week was a weird week for me with computers so i, I lose the file and i'll go back and download the file from you again <laughs> and stuff like that however and, and speaking of file folks um this will be available you know um this coming friday uh, regardless of when you hear this so this will be available on all streaming platforms you know friday but we just got you know a, a early you know right. link basically to check it out so don't think that you could go on i don't know um some torrent site and find it because you won't right another note i want to add so in the review itself right where i see the title madness right that will be track one the actual name of the track is outside so when i received the link from mike wise himself to review this project that track was called madness so clearly the name was changed you know between then and when the you know basically the playlist was revealed that's about a you know a few days before the release of this album yeah i found out that the actual name of the track is called outside so whenever i say madness i'm referring to the track outside right just wanted to clear that up just avoid any confusion going forward with this review Alright, so I will just do this quick track by track review of it. Um, it's seven track long it's seven tracks long, sorry. We kick things off with madness, right? So you get this beat that is laced with these haunting female yeah. vocal chops. It feels it's, like it's start off it's start off, it's like sample from the dark night to like alright with Yes, 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 yes. Um, where it says madness is like gravity, all yeah. it takes is one little push. You know, yeah. it's is a line, right? It's one of the great lines of that movie, right? Yeah. And you know, it's really clear that both Mike and Rook are fans of the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. And honestly, as a huge fan of the trilogy, yes, even the third one, I stand by that film. I don't yeah. believe them, I don't believe them at all, right? So Mike, right? I mean, we've always talked about Mike Wise's, you know, just the um, lyrical dexterity, right? And yeah, in this case, he wastes no time dreading dropping these like rewind woody, you know, play it about yeah. five times and then you realize, oh shit, that's what he say, you know, type of bars, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So he starts off by saying, when I see G's eye get a special effect. Yeah, it's only within my fourth or fifth listen when I realize what he's saying is when I see yeah. GI get a special effect. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, well, CG. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, well, CG. As in just CG. No. Exactly, yeah, exactly. CGI. But yeah, you know, there's tons of standout bars in this, though, and we get a large amount in this, like, one minute and 50 second track, right? 
Um, some of my faves, like one of my favorite, some of my favorite bars include Aim for the Heads, Don't Know What a Warning Shot Is, Illustrate with the right. Pen, I Ain't Talking, Drawing Comics, Went From Rapping for right. Peanuts, Get It, Due to High Passion, right. Now to Get Me Animated right. on Stage for Live Action, Be a Higher Price right. than Racial Sniffing, tough, tough Pills for Promoters to Swallow, Need to Be Paid for Spitting. Like, I see, this, right. this, this shit like this is getting me really excited, right? So, yeah, this was yeah. a really strong way to kick off um, this, this, um, this, this album here. And I'll close with this, right? Um, the track also ends with another sample from The Dark Knight. This is where Bruce Wayne says, you know, I was meant to inspire good, not madness, not debt. So, you know, me, this kind of, you know, Dark Knight fan in me is now wondering, is Mike Wise, Batman, or Joker in this scenario, right? You know, he's been stepping his game right. up, but is, how, how is his, how is his work, how is his grind going to inspire other artists? Are they going to do the same thing, or are they going to hate on him because of what he's doing, right? So is he going to be the hero right. or villain out of all of this? And to me, that that's what I feel is like one of the main themes of this particular EP here, right? Or album, right? But maybe I'm just overthinking things, right? But yeah, Ricardo, your, your quick thoughts on Madness. Yeah, yeah, roughly the same thing. I, just, I, I was thinking all of these, like, oh, he's clearly a, a lot of... He does a lot of movie stuff because he, you know, what you wanted to that had a straight up, like a whole clip from Birdman in it. Had stuff like that, though. Like, yeah, he's always having movie stuff in it. So, like, cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I dug the hell out of this. Right, right, right. So, up next, we have Beg, right? So... Rook gives us this beat made of like dusty boom bap drums and we hear like this ret- retro synth this right it sounds like it's from some et's video game right i love how it's pitch shifted when the song actually kicks off right you feel this verse is quite interesting because mike starts rapping in third person but then the moment he starts talking about how frustrated he is over the little acknowledgement he gets as a local rapper he switches to first person on the fifth bar right and there's a couple bars in this that really like resonated with me, right? So where he says, they want me to make it in America, but I ain't apply for immigration. My features go make the Jake try incrimination, right? Also, that yeah. Sizzler reference at the end, the first verse, a fox with that, that's great. And even better now, he uses that to kick off his second verse now because it features like these references. It, it came out of nowhere for me, yeah? but it's just how he keeps going with it, right? To coffee of all things, right? When you hear it, you'll know what I'm talking about, right? But right. yeah, I love, love, love that track, right? And I'll just talk about the third track here and then you'll share thoughts on both, right? Up next, we get Flagrants, right? And this opens with a Bean vocal clip from The Dark Knight Rises, right? right. Which is right. funny because on the track that Rook and Mike Wise worked on together on the Rook Beats Volume 1 um, EP, that's called Insomnia, you actually hear a couple of Bean clips as well too, right? But in this case here, it's it's the one where he says our plan is proceeding as expected. It's kind of funny because how it's mixed, it, it sounds like being the scene, man is proceeding as expected, right? But that's just me. Uh, we get this yeah. string-assisted soulful instrumental. You know, you know, Mike loves these soulful beats, right? Um, and just in one verse, Mike just goes all out on his haters and detractors who've pretty much questioned his credibility for years, right? Uh, points for when he yeah. says you throw sheed, but fans have never seen have never been sweet once. I was like, all right, yeah, I get that one. I get that one, right? But yeah, um, this is technically an interlude because you only get one verse and that's it. But yeah, uh, for me personally, I just felt we could have gotten another verse out of this. But I get the the gist of where he's getting at, right? But yeah, this this song works for me too, right? So yeah, Ricardo, your your thoughts on um, beg and flagrants. Right, yeah. Well, beg, beg, beg didn't stick with me as much, but flagrant will stick with me with that little cliche. Just again, just, just you know, dragging the heat. It was hilarious to me <laughs> to see because the last time he did it, it was oof. 
<laughs> it was uncomfortable to hear. And and I, I, I can't help but I was uh, that <laughs> I can't help that to think that I was part of that somehow. Um <laughs> whatever. Uh yeah, uh great, just great stuff. You can't, can't go wrong with some good beef track. And yeah, Mike Mike was hard. Just drop it. So up next we have Masterclass, which features the feast, right? Um, and the title of it, of which is self-explanatory, because Mike and Defeast just demonstrate the fine art of stacking dope bars on top of, do- of, of other dope bars um, over, in my opinion, one of the best instrumentals on this album, right? It has this trunk slapping drum beat over this really like cinematic string-assisted loop, right? And um, there are just so much bars to choose from i can't even reference them reference them all so like when mike says for example a fast i'll be part of it never from that pop sound yeah the farther the better get it haha <laughs> um owen the face says when your ego get big you go pretty price hit you so smooth in your face with that aloo pie you know what i mean so you know you always like that kind of humor that that you know local humor when it comes to his bars as well too right but yeah masterclass was excellent in my opinion right um, up next, we have Dan, which I have a sneaky suspicion will eventually be released as a single, right? Um, it has this smooth, trap-flavored sound. It has this catchy-ass hook. You know, it just stays with you, right? And I imagine this being part of, like, a summertime playlist. Like, if it actually comes out, you like, you know, between now and CD and the August, yeah, this could be, like, a summertime bop, though. It just has that kind of smooth lead-back vibe to it, right? And I love how Mike just matches the smoothness of it with just this charisma and bravado. Dread. You can tell, like, he's just having a blast on this song here, right? But, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this track here, right? So, yeah, Ricardo, your thoughts on Masterclass and Dan? Yeah, now Masterclass is a classic. True classic. In fact, I think I thought this was the one that's supposed to come out. Uh, because like yo, this was real hard though. Yeah, and, boy. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know so I don't know if I think I saw this online where he he, he um say how you know the face drop one of the best verses ever. I think it's him. Uh it'll slip in my mind. I don't look back on you know in, in Mike Well, well uh, if it's this one though, he he snapped on that beat though. Holy shit. Yeah, he snapped yeah, on yeah. that verse, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's that. But yeah, so that, that just had me because I did that, that track that stick out for me for this. This only first track is the two that were two favorites, uh throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, this this was real hard. And then yeah, next track hard, but I again because I didn't have time to sit up. I should have uh, what happens that I ain't put it on my phone uh, to walk now. Oh, so okay, I okay. Stick with me to, to take, I, I don't listen to music home unless I in the morning drinking tea. So I had a, the only way I just get the music I tried to absorb it properly is to get a little walk or run now. Uh so the, unfortunately I don't have time for that this week. But yeah. Uh this is really that that one hard to, but I had to give get us get us a realist. Right, so now we get to the second to last track that will be Youth Man featuring Evo and Engineer, right? Um this is the longest track on this on this record here, and it's easily one of the best in my opinion, right? It's not my top favorite, you'll get to that in a bit, haha, but it is a, a true highlight though, right? This is the sole posse cut on this album, and this is where pretty much my teams up with Evo and Engineer, right? Um Rook's Beat is another favorite of mine though, because it has this really chilled out you know, it you know it just has this chill out jazzy vibe to it though with the pianos and it just has these like um boom bap drums which i guarantee will make your head nod right um yeah evo's verse right in particular is one that you had to kind of sit down and pay attention to you know because it starts off rather provocatively that's all i'll say without spoiling right but you know, it is one of those things where you just think okay there's not much to it but if you like really sit down and take in what it is he's saying yeah the man, the man crushed it with his do with his verse though it's very witty that's yeah. that's what i really appreciate about about his verse it's very very yeah. very witty right very sharp as well too right and i love how you know um evo ends his verse with some you know truly cl- clever references to tertiary education right that's all i'll say about spoiling anything right right so speaking of references 
Mike comes in with the second verse, right? And like he drops these bars over the entirety of his verse, right? Centered on weather. And just like with madness, is one of those things yeah. that will hit you. Like, like when you listen, like about four or five times, you realize what it is he going on. What what going on, right? Like you realize, oh shit, that's what he say. So he starts off with this, right? Mm-hmm. Give me an ear instead of iron, Mike. It's raining. Breath of fresh air, so you know it's Mike's price you're paying. Since to the throne, I'm a air, been seeing kindness waning. Takes folks a while to warm up while the clim- when the climate changing. But I ain't dipping again when clouds approach me. Because I'm predicting my rain without Sigoni. Because I'm wow. predicting my yeah, rain yeah, without yeah. Sigoni. As in Sigoni Mohammed, yeah. as in the weather anchor on TV6 News, you know. Yeah. This is where yeah. we at to do. This yeah, is huh? where we at. <laughs> so I'm going to say this right <laughs> out of the, uh, 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 <laughs> right the bat here. Another verse year contender right here. I loved this verse. Right. Too. Like, yeah. the, like when I really sat down and, and yeah. took in everything that he was saying, it's just these references about the weather, about this, about yeah, this. I like, get, wow, boy, really? <laughs> I, yeah, he, he's always get a, he's always get a smirk out to you. He's <laughs> just like, all right, you know, that's fun. Yeah, boy. Like, like when I like you just you just vibe with the beat there. You just hear them flow. But like when I sit down, I realize, right. oh shit, this man is talking about weather. Like just yeah, the, yeah, the, you know, like yeah. temperatures rising always, and this and that. Like, like, he's what? always get up to smoke out to you. Yeah, this... like, right, that that real fun. You had real clever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, boy. But yes, I have to say this is not another verse year contender. This was hard, right? And engineer, um, I felt like he closed his song off strongly as well, right? Right. Yeah. And I love yeah. how he built off a of Mike's weather references because he. He's talking about you know seeds growing to become plants, so you need right. you know you know they need water and when you rainfall and all that kind of stuff, right? Right. I love right. how he does growing and building upon this team, right? So of course you know and I love how it it refer- it, it kind of ties back to the to the title itself because yeah he's he's a youth man who dreamed of who who dreamed of um, being a rapper, and here he is, right? He he actually becomes a rapper, right? And how he flow on that beat though, wow! Like like just his flow and his timing throughout that verse was great, and his extended verse, I must say, right? But he 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 killed it. He knocked it out of the park with that one. So yeah, um, second best song on this album, right? Which means okay. that my first is the final track, seven, right? Um, right. And this is the first single, right? So Mike and Rook decide to save the best song for last, right? In my opinion, right? Uh, I love how it has this dramatic, the beat itself has this dramatic, immersive tone to it, right? And it has like these bouncy boom bap drums, right? But it just really has this kind of like intensity to it, right? When, it, when you really think about it. I think it has to do with this piano chord that they just keep looping throughout the song, right? Um, but yeah, when it comes to lyrics, right, on this, right? I would say if you've ever felt like your art and your creativity have no value simply because you're from Trinidad, Listen to this song. This song will inspire you. This is some truly inspirational shit, right? So on the first verse, he does some storytelling, right? And um, this, I would say, again, this is another pick for verse of the year. So (laughs) he's talking about how he's taking his his peers' advice, right? To basically go to the States and pursue a rap career, right? So I like right. that even early on he'll drop this cold hard fact on you in terms of like how you know non soca artists are accepted in Trinidad, right? So he says, "Cause Trini's rate artists like the Fred Cockroach only respect you when you're flying." Like think about that, eh? think about that, right? So there's a moment, right, where when he enters the embassy, right, he just drops. Well, in the story, right, he just proceeds to drop like a stellar series of bars, right? So basically, he drops multiples of seven. 
and I literally had to rewind it, right? Numerously, right? Ha ha ha, right? And I had to listen to it line by line by line. Right? This is how committed I am to this music review shit right here, right? So when Mike says at the very end, I took seven, broke it down seven times, multiply that at the end of the first verse. He really do that, you know? He gives us multiples of seven in those last set of bars, right? And I just listened to this like, Huss. What, what, what else you want me to say, John? Like, what else you want me to say, right? I don't know. I don't know, right? And then yeah. he just comes with, with probably the best hook on this whole record, which is, um, it's 7TT to 1US, but those stress grind seven times harder than the rest. That, that for me, is like a mantra for me, where, like, if I ever feel, yeah, like, worn wow. down, I feel like nobody, like, you know, taking, you know, creativity down here seriously, right? I just listen to that track, though. It's, it's so inspirational, right? I love the second verse as well, too, because he's, he's talking about, you know, the blood, sweat, and tears on the path towards becoming a, a, a great rapper, right? And when I say great, I mean, like, you know, revered universally, right? Not just in Trinidad, right? Um, a couple of bars that truly hit me, right, was where he says, eating off streams, them riverbanks is nothing. We need oceans, but that's a frank discussion. Yeah. That one hit my way. That, 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 that hit my heart. That <laughs> hit my heart. That hit my heart. Right? So... Think about that for a sec. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for me, best song in the album, one of my favorite songs of 2023, bar none, love, love Seven. So Ricardo, your thoughts on Youth Man and Seven? Yeah, yeah, again, two classic. I, I think. I, I, again, I really wish I listened to this a little more, because, but I, I, again, they just get this smoke out of many first time I hear it. Like, wait, now you see that? I would. Right thing. Because what happens is that I, I forget what it was the day when he gave me it. I, I had I listened to it and it's something I had to do for the whole day. As I real, I just I really regret not listening to this more. Um, as it is. But yeah. Um, uh, this this had me crack it up mostly because I get that Frank Lucian line hard. It's like yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But what what, what about what about youth man though? Uh, right, yeah, I, I I did appreciate it as much as I could have because it was, I was enjoying it. Just good good collabs. But again, I had to give it a, another re, another re listen. I only listened to it one or twice. Once, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, I, I will it. say youth man and 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 um and seven. Those, those are tracks you have to listen to more than once though, because yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it will hit you like unexpectedly, right? And that's what happened with it. Because I gave this multiple listens, right? Because when I already sat down to to make the notes. That's when I pick up on the weather stuff in Utman and the right. multiple of seven stuff in, in seven. Eh? So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, um, this, this is a damn solid, um, you know, album or EP, whatever you want to call it, right? I, I, you know, technically it's, it is an EP, you know, because of the runtime of it. But you could kind of call it an album, I guess. But, yeah, really what, what makes it work, though, is um, just that chemistry. Eh? You know, we, well, you know, we always say that when it comes to, you know, Mike Wise projects, whether it's the Unusual Suspects or He's Wise, right? But in this case, is just Rook just coming up with these earworms of you know instrumental stuff that i could hear on the radio just playing on repeat right and just yeah. you know um mike wise just kind of tuning himself to those beats and just delivering like some of his his best work to date though in my opinion man um the guest features are great as well too whether it's the face or evil or engineer they they came they shut shit down they do the damn thing man you know what i mean but yeah um just in closing though um what i do hope with this though um you know it's 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 one of those things that they just kind of wish for you know in the grand scheme of things though but i will say you know as, as far as mike wise projects go this is probably one of the most accessible projects he's put out right this is mainly because of rook yeah. beats sound right sound sorry that's what he brought to the table right again this is the kind of stuff i could hear on radio this is the kind of hear stuff that i could hear wheel and come back again I, I, this is the kind of stuff you know, it's it's that it's that accessible, it's that well put together, right? And you know, it does not compromise, you know, Mike's, you know, um, you know, devotion 
you know, in terms of just delivering right. these, these these top quality bars, right? So it's not like they're gonna be you know pretentious or they're gonna fly over your head. No, you're gonna get everything, right? But with the more listens that they give um, each of these tracks here, yeah, the more you'll appreciate them, man. So yeah, I really do hope that more people you know check out this this um this album when it comes out though. Yeah, this is a real deal, man. I I had a blast with Martin. Rated wise, I'm gonna give this a strong four to a very light four and a half out of five. Um, yeah, and again, one one of my favorite projects of the year, Barnando. Um, just just again, just mainly because of what Rooks, uh, what what Rook beats brought to the table with the sound, and again, just Mike Wise with just these top quality bars, and then of course with the guest features, you know, just um, well the guest performance, I should say, yeah, just just doing the damn thing on this record, man. So yeah, can't praise this enough. Um, I, I do hope to hear a track or two of this on, on, on local you know stations and I'm gonna close with this even even outside of this because of the you know because of the um, how, how, how to describe it because of the brand that 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 Rook already has right in terms of reaching out to you know um, non Trini you know rappers I really do hope that you know um, people outside of you know Trinidad and Tobago actually do check this project out man because yeah there's, there's, there's a lot to take it out of this man this 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 is a real deal man i really enjoy this say ricardo yeah. i know you only checked this out once but yeah um any final thoughts no yeah no, as, as it is as it is um yeah i, I give it like a, a a closer eight out of ten as it is like what i listen to again when i when i when i am sorry gonna repeat the track I'll, I'll listen to the track at least 10 times each every track it's like to, uh, before I'll, I'll come to you and how i know it'll I'll run i'll just run it when i'll take a long walk so i'll walk like a good long walk and I saw that I listened to the song every the whole album repeat. I, I only I really only listened to it like two or three times each, and that's not enough. Like to piece together everything and when I walk in, that's the problem now. So yeah, it, it, um, it's kind of like the two and innocent. You, you wouldn't get everything in two listens. You had to listen to it more, yeah. right? So it's like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Right. So to, uh, yeah, uh, is that workable? That, that, that's a great comparison. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, as it is, eight out of ten. All right. Nice. 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 All right. So um. Much to our surprise, we got a sixth season of Black Mirror. Um, the last time we had Black Mirror literally was 2019, right? And for me, it was just one of those shows, like, like, all right, like for me, right? There's, there's, you know, great episodes of Black Mirror per se, right? Um, hands down, right? But yeah. I wouldn't, like, I still kind of, like, when it comes to, like, um, anthology shows, right? Um, especially centering on horror and sci-fi. Um, I still have the Twilight Zone up there, as in the original one, as as the best, right? Um, yeah, but yes, this one right. really, you know, serves its purpose in terms of just showing us. It's it's just merely like you know taking what we know about in terms of like um you know technological um advances in our lives, and just flipping it on its heels and showing us the dark side of all that too, right? And that's 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 what yeah, the exactly. show does very well. But I will admit though, um, it you know the four year gap between seasons though was a lot because look we got. You know, two seasons of Jordan Peele's The Twilight Zone, right? You know, and I end up getting canceled after the second right. season, right? So there's that. Like, you retrospect, it's kind of wanted if that show was meant to fill that that time that you know Black Mirror was wasn't on air, you know, so to speak. But yeah, um, right. much of a surprise, we get a sixth season, and uh, we got five episodes, um, two of which actually run right. past you know um, an hour, you know, in in, in length. And yeah, we'll just basically do like a, yeah. a, a quick run through, you know, episode by episode of, you know, what happened, right? Alright, so first off, we have Joan is Awful, which for some odd reason is the one that a lot of people are talking about. 
Aka kinda see why, but it's the one is the most black mirror ish. Like yes. to me in terms of like catering to modern technology and then carrying it a little further and all the end. And it is the one that is the most relevant to the season. Like because yes. this season this season was a little confusing to me. Uh it have three episodes that thematically are very similar to each other. Mm-hmm. And then two other episodes are just yeah, they, they feel like totally well. different. Um, yeah, yeah, right. it, it, it they, does they, have they, a tonal, you know, unbalance, if you right. will, this season. Yeah, yeah, and and it's solid stuff on its own right. I, I'm not knocking it or anything like that, but uh, uh, I just felt. Huh, I'll talk about it after, but like yeah. I felt it just uh, because, uh, because it didn't match. It didn't match the other episodes. I felt they could have cut those episodes entirely and then make those these the three episodes longer. Um, but that's how I feel about it. Right, Whatever. right, right. So, um, so yeah, we'll just, we'll just run through quickly episode by episode, right? So, yeah, um, sure. we introduced to June, who is played by Annie Murphy, right? Uh, and yeah. she is not the best, you know, CEO, you know. Well, basically, she runs, she works in this tech company, right? And she's not the, yeah, she's, she's not the best, you know, she's not the most likable person in the world. But she doesn't really think right. she she thinks that she she's the you know the opposite right. But yeah, some people don't really like she had it all that kind of stuff right. So one day she just comes home with her with a boyfriend and she um, activates you know Streamberry right, which in this case is right, Netflix the, the, right. Yeah. You know in, ha ha ha. In universe Netflix right yeah. Right in universe Netflix right, and she stumbles upon a show called June is Awful, which stars yeah. Sama Hayek right, and what she sees is that Sama Hayek is playing. The character of June, like as in June right. in the story, right? Um, literally right. seen well, by so scene, moment this, by moment that we is, saw this before, is, right? So this is this, this kind of like the boys afraid theater thing that I mentioned earlier. Right. Yes, right. yes, yes, yes. What we we what we mentioned earlier with boys afraid, right? Yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like what we're seeing on screen is exactly what's going on in, in the character's life at, at in right. the story itself, right. right? So and even if she you know even while this this um the show is going on, right? Because yeah, it's like a full season that's up. The next day, something will happen to her, and then you'll see it play out in another episode of, more of lesson, this, right? More or less in return. Yeah. So, where you realize, right, and they, they basically explain it. A lot of it is complaining about, you know, what's going on in the real world right now with um, computing and so on. So, there's a funny word called computer. That is funny. Yes. That's all I'll see. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, uh, well, it, but that's... Just, just, oh, sorry. Well, uh, just, just to round up the, the, um, the premise, right? So yeah, basically, you know, she she of course June herself does not want anything to do with it, and through some circumstances, she runs into Sama Hayek, and then now they're going to go into Streamberry to investigate what's right. what's what's going on, right? So I'll just get to my to my quick thoughts on this, right? Um, premise wise, this is you're right. This is the most Black Mirror that that um, that we've gotten in the season, right? Um, because it, you know it, it touches on well, you know, streaming services and you know the possibility right. of AI, you know, um, right. taking over Catch. well, you know, movies sh- and TV and whatnot. Yeah, and all this all this ChatGPT shenanigans that people worried about, and then quantum computers and algorithms and. So yeah, and so. yeah, and, yeah, and just how it how it's put together, like it's a great premise. Eh? I would not lie, right? And Annie Murphy really commits it, though. I like how Sama, you know, reacts to it because, um, surprise, surprise, she doesn't even know. Well, you know, well, slight spoiler. She's not even in the show itself. It's actually right. like an AI version right. of herself in that, right? And that this right. leads to something to, uh, much bigger, right? Which I thought was a really, really clever right. touch, right? It's a nice twist, yeah. Yeah, and I and I like, and you know, it actually reminds me of an old episode of, of Twilight Zone. I forgot the name of it, where it's right. this guy who's watching TV, but the TV has images of people in the TV saying, "Oh, you know, look at what you did," and you know, kind of accusing them of stuff that he did. And he's telling people, "Look right. what, look at what puts the TV said," but nobody's seen that. But he's the only person. So, yeah, it. It, so it has it, a kind it, of an old school reveal. Twilight Zone vibe, to it, which I appreciate. Right. 
And it's a, it's a classic kind of conceit because it's basically, it feels like Truman Show meets Doodlebug. Uh, right, as a uh-huh, uh-huh. old, old Nolan reference, yes. right? Uh, but it, I, I thought, I, and I thought the story was going to go one direction and it kind of doesn't do that. But that's the smart play, I suppose, in terms of like just wrapping up the story fast enough. Yeah. Um, because I thought, it, I thought they would have done something. But here's the thing, it's it's a little too similar to our previous episodes um, in, in Black Mirror that is, again, almost identical commentary. Even though it's a different conceit and premise, almost identical commentary in terms of well, modern technology, look how bad right. it is, blah blah blah. Um, and I see one with the with the, the Reddit Facebook girl who relying on um, her whole life is thing. Is, oh, um, um, uh, the okay, what's the name of that one, boy? The number one with the, it was upvotes and downvotes effect. Right, and and then um, and then horribly. And, and, right. I I think I think I remember right. it ended very she horrible. Score, yeah, she scored. I think it's season two, mm. season two Black Mirror, but the one with the score being really terrible. Now I think it's something to do with the score. I forget the name right. of the title. Right, Nosedive, yes, Nosedive. That's the name of the episode. It's very similar to Nosedive, like almost in terms of premise. Like, is she reliant on this technology? She kind of, a, she kind of a shitty person because she relies on the system of the technology on itself, and she kind of, for lack of a better term, manipulates her own personality to game the system for the lack of a better term. So there's a, a kind of borderline cynicism at the heart of it. Um, same thing with, with, with Joan. Joan doesn't know. The only reason that it's a problem for Joan is because she gets exposed. And, oh, so there's something very unrealistic about this episode. I'll make a dumb joke. Yeah, the Indian guy having bland food is bullshit. Sorry. <laughs> I don't get that. Assuming that, get that. Yeah, yeah. That's nonsense. Sorry. Right. But, 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 yeah, but, yeah, but, uh, but, 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 a couple gripes for this, though. Um, not all the jokes land because, yeah, they're going for, right. for, for humanness, right? There's right. one, you know, attempt at, you know, scatological humor, which right. almost took me out in the show. I get right. why it's done. I get why they do it in the context of the yeah. story and the character. But it's just like, all right, really? Like, it, it was just there as shock value, in my opinion, right? And yeah. the end, while I understand what again, I do. It's like they was just going really, really good with the premise, and then when you reveal in the end, and then there's some particular actor who shows up. I probably wouldn't spoil right. who it is, but you, maybe you will, Ricardo. Uh, but it's a right. really nice reveal. But then when it ends, it's like, oh, okay, that's that's how they end it. All right, with right. all that build up, all that build up, all that build up, and it just end like poof. Okay, so yeah, no, like said, like I like said. I would just just inclusive. I would say like great premise, and the execution was going well. But when it comes to the ending, I have to kind of see this for a couple more episodes in this too. Yeah, when it comes to the ending, it's just like meh. A little flat, yeah. It just fall flat. Yeah. So no, this um, this this thing. Well, I, I'm gonna kind of talk about well the other episode. We'll talk about the team, the general team of three episodes connected. But yeah, um, there's well, first thing first is this weird TV show that keeps showing up ever so often. Um, is anybody show boy? Um. Oh, oh it's, it's, it's a sci-fi guys. show, I think, right? I forget the name of it. Right, yeah. yeah. So in one, is this, this is a show, and then it's the actor in the other show, and the same show they're talking about, and then they refer to the show again, whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, as I say, this, this, I thought it would have gone deeper, because I thought we would have seen Clayton Blanchett. That's all I'll see. And so I thought it would have keep going on in the conceit. And it, it just reminded me a little bit of, um, there's a sci-fi book I read a couple of years back that I uh, kind of loved, but I felt it could have been a little smarter. That was um, Fall of Dodge in Hell, uh, Neil Stevenson's uh, book, and it's about layers of simulate simulation simulacrum stuff now and when they do it it makes some sense and i get what it was going for because but when to me when it got to the end that's when it got really interesting and then they decided to just wrap it up and like all right i get it but i felt they could get they could go a little deeper with that conceit as it is but it was, it was still fine um i still enjoyed it for what it was and that would make it a, if they che- at, at, they could make a tiny change at the ending and that would make it a little more interesting but but we'll, we'll get into spoilers for that. 
the ending is great where you see a certain coffee place. All right, nice. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It's fine. You know. <laughs> it was fine. Move on. It was fine. Yeah. But it moved on. But yeah, I just felt the ending was just like, oof. Like, a little part, mm, yeah. a bit part, a bit part. Yeah, it, I felt they could have gone a little deeper. I, I, I would have make a tiny change, tiny change at the end. And if that tiny change, that tiny change would have go. I think we could have gone a longer way with the with it, as it is, because it mentioned something. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting kind of moral kind of thing there, boy. Maybe it could be because that's what people kind of talking about right now. Right. And you know, uh, to be fair, it's a lot of bullshit. To be fair, a lot of it is bullshit. But there's some interesting conceits there. As it is, uh, we actually had a discussion about this with Tracy, remember the other day, yeah. right, involving Star Wars. But uh, that is all it is. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, still ultimately kind of underwhelming. Like, I, I, a good premise. It's the most Black Mirror of the Black Mirror episodes this season, but I still didn't love it all that right, much. Right, right. Um, up next, yeah. we have Locke Henry, right? Um, and this is one right. of the period pieces, if you will. probably my favorite one. Yes. Um, actually, yeah, good thing you say that. I, I actually yeah. enjoyed it too. Even though there's yeah. a there's, there's a moment though where I was like re, 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 really we doing this this is this is so dumb right but I'll I'll mention well, it soon enough. it had one part that was kind of felt a little rushed but I, like it, it makes sense like I, in, for the sake of the story and I, again the nature of the story is it works um but I, I didn't I, I didn't love it too much in fact I kind of missed it the first time because it happened so fast I'm like wait that happened fast boy but. We'll, we'll talk about it. Right. So, um, well, I'll say somebody, somebody slipping and falling. That's all I'll say. That's it. That is it. When right. I saw that, I was right. like, really, really show, yeah, re- really episode yeah, me doing yeah. this in 2023? Yeah, Come on, man. Come on. That, yeah, that was yeah, stupid. Yeah. That was really, really stupid. That's all we'll say. Yeah, that was right. stupid. But yeah, yeah. Um, it centers on this guy, Davis. He's, um, well, he goes to visit his mom in, in Scotland. He's there with his um, girlfriend, right. Pia. They are uh, film students coming from this London um, film school or whatever. And they're just, you know, rocking back, just hanging out, right? And, well, they learn about this guy by the name of Ian Adair, who, um, this, this serial killer who kidnapped a, a, um, a, a tourist couple and, you know, tortured them in this right. um, cell and whatnot, right? And it kind of led to, kind of, which I'll say without spoiling anything, kind of led to the death of his dad himself, right? So, Pia, right. being the, the person that she is, you know, just the, the, the film lover and just lover of, of documentary filmmaking, wants to do a story, just wants to make a film about that, right? So, um, they team up with Davis's old friend who running this um, this bar, um, the, the, the owner yeah, of which is a drunk right now and just pretty much kind of shows up right. ever so often to trick himself um, silly. He's played by John Hanna of all people. I was watching Face like, hey, you, yeah, yeah, you with this. Yeah. Nice, right? He from what, so, the mummy? I forget what he used to be in. Yeah, yeah, he, he he's from the mummy series. Yeah, yeah. From the mummy, right, yeah, yeah. Right. He's enough so, movies, enough, enough little things he was in, yeah. Yeah, and... That's yeah, all character actor, yes. Yes, 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 yes. And while they, they, they try to uncover the truth as to what really went on inside that, that um, inside that basement underneath that, um, that boarded up um, cottage, yeah, they started to learn some, some creepy shit that, that really went on behind the scenes, right? So, for me, yes, you're right, this is the, the, the best episode, um, which isn't really saying much, unfortunately, though, but it is still the best one. I think for me, it's just because of the sort of um, meta aspect of it, you know, it's about a you know, right. film within a film kind of thing, right? Um, I well, like, right, exactly. Yeah, and how it plays on, you know, the whole urban legend stuff, especially, like, in a place like um, like in these, like, in the outskirts there. So, it's not in the city, it's more in the countryside yeah. there. That kind of urban legend right. kind of thing. So, it plays rural, on that, rural, you're right. rural, right? So, it plays upon that very well, right? Um, you get uh, some 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 cool jump scares, some some well earned jump scares. I must say, I like how the show, how the episode kind of ropes it into the mystery, so you want to know what's really going on, right? Um, there's a nice right. setup though, um, in, involving you know um, a relative of Davis, as all I'll say, and I like how it all plays yeah. out. 
Um, as I said before, just yeah. that that instance with the with the slipping. That's all I say. Yeah, that I was like, yeah. really, like that was just so stupid. Mm-hmm. It was so random. It was just so stupid. I don't, I don't like yeah. that. Yeah, and I felt like it it, it kind of cheated us out of like what would have been a satisfying climax and conclusion, right? Because I actually liked the conclusion of this too, but I just felt like it just it just wasn't mm, because. You know, like everything else around it was good though, but just that one moment is like really that's how you could get rid of that character. Like you couldn't think of anything else. Like like come to manager, like all they have money, all they have Netflix money. Come up with some some other shit, you know what I mean? But um I do like how they play with um, you know, uh, with analog and digital film as well too. So you see they, they have emphasis on videotapes and you know, um uh what else well you, there's a great little montage involving final cut pro what ticket was that they use right and just all these moments that you know it it, it it hit the film you know student in me right so i really appreciate that and again i just like the urban legend aspect of it and how it really hits home right but again it's just that one moment that just almost took me out to do but the ending is so beautifully ironic it is dark. so dark it yeah, is so dark, black mirror yeah. it is yeah, the well point dark, that they even yeah. reference streamberry again and when i see that i was like right, right. i love that i love that i love that if i just have one teeny 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 tiny little gripe do it because uh, this is just because i don't really latch on to true crime you know docuseries but they give away right. way too much of that trailer though like they, they tell you the whole story in it well, I don't, I don't watch the trailer at all. I, I don't watch no, any no, trailer no, no, so I, well, no, I, 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 I talk about the trailer in the, in, the, in the episode, you know. Yeah, that trailer gave away way too much, though. But I feel like that's the joke, like, that's the, that, that's the joke of it. But realistically, they give away way too damn much, man. Like, like, like what? <laughs> no, that's the production side, marketing side of the, the, the thing. That they're making kind of... And I, we'll, I want to get into that, because we're going to talk about our whole team with, well, with episode four in particular. Right, right, right. But yeah, I, I, I enjoy it just, just mainly because of the whole film and um and you know urban legend aspect of it. This 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 one was really solid, right? But yeah, Ricardo, your 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 thoughts on um Luck Henry. Yeah, no, this this one is my, my probably my favorite episode of the, the bunch. Um it just it just it catches me with the mystery. It's a great twist in the ending and what they do with it and it's it's it just it just pitch that pitch black ending just get me, but it's like jeez boy, that that rough. That that real rough, and they just end it where they end it. Like, alright, not bad. I I I really dug it for what it was trying to go for. Yeah, I, I can't be mad at it. I, it's probably my personal favorite episode. Yeah, go ahead. Right up next, we have Beyond the Sea. Right, this is the right. first um of the of the two uh long you know extended episodes. Right, as in they they clocking at about an hour and fifteen minutes tops. Right. It stars Aaron Paul, you know, we boy from uh, Breaking Bad, and yep. Josh Hartnett. Have not seen him in ages. Also, uh, Kate Mara. Yeah. Haven't seen her in a hot minute uh, either. Hot. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Hartnett. Wait, wait, wait. Where did they get up from, boy? Anyhow, right. Right. So this episode, I just got to straight up say it. This is not a Black Mirror episode. This no. is a sci-fi that's supposed to be on Netflix directly or going theaters. But this is not I a know. Black Mirror episode. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is it a sci-fi that should be on Netflix? I should watch normal on Netflix. I should just call it Beyond the Sea. I don't know if they're just bury they like I get it might be part of the meta thing they're going for, but they just straight up put a Netflix movie in the show criticizing Netflix. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what it's about, right? Um. It's about these two astronauts, right? Who they they right. um take they are part of this deep space mission, but um. Yeah. 
and it took my while to realize what was going on, right? So it's actually set in 1969, but it's in a it's an alter right. history, right? I thought it was modern yeah, times that uh, it was in. Right, very yeah, a retro future kind of scene. Yeah. Right, right, right. And so anyway, um, how I picked up on it, well, I'll get to that in a bit, right? So there are these um replicas, right? So basically yeah. cyborgs, basically to look like them, but right. they do this thing where they have um well each each well both the replica and the human has a watch, right? So they will have it on for a certain time, and when they when they, um, there's an alarm that goes off, so the human is sleeping while the while the um and basically the consciousness goes into the replica, so the replica basically right. could stay to, at um, home, you know, um, taking care of the family, and then when the alarm right. goes off, then they have to go back and wake back up. So that's it, just yeah, it's similar to um oh gosh, remember Bruce Willis had a movie some years back? Oh god, what's the name of that movie, boy? Um, Surrogates. So yeah, good. which I remember, I remember avoided, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, vaguely yeah. remembered, right? Right. So yeah, it, it kind of like that. It's, it's just oh yeah, yeah, put your consciousness in a robot body, cyborg something. Right, yeah. right, right. So, but what happens though is that um, Josh, Josh, yeah, well, Josh's family um, is attacked now, um, and actually is only after the fact I realized it's supposed to be a reference to you know the murder of um, Sharon Tate, right? Which right. was back in '69, right? right? Yeah. Because I didn't wonder, right, like, right. who's these hippie motherfuckers? And why do you remind me of the characters right, from, right, right. from right, um, uh, right. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Manson. And it's like, yeah, right. they kind of are in a sense, right? So it's like that, right? Yeah, yeah, very Charles Manson-esque. So it's, it's a kind of, these kind of retrograde types. I forget the term, let's call it, um, oh gosh, it's slipping my mind. But basically, these people who abhor technology, kind of against the future, blah, 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 normal thing. Right, 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 yeah. So so right so from the um so basically Josh is without a family right and well Aaron being Aaron he decides here's what you could use my my replica body and you could just hang out with my family for a bit you know just uh, catch yourself right and in the process he kind of falls for for Aaron's wife who's played by Kate right. Mara and we get some bacchanal and that's that's yeah, well stuff that's right it. That's so yeah this reminds me this this is very Andre Tarkovsky right. Where right. it's not really about the the tech, it's not really about the replicas, it's not really about what's you know the 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 the, the advance, the advancements in in um, machinery or tech or whatnot. It's about the characters. It's about how they relate to all that, right? So it's very somber. It's very you know um, meditative, right? In a sense, you, you know, like um, this this character having this newly son life, but it's through somebody else's body. It's not even a yeah. human body, so it's like that. So you could tell that. You know, it's kind of like drawing on stuff like Solaris and Stalker. You know, right. it's, it's those kind of shoes, right? Where it's not heavy on the sci-fi, but it's more on the whole existential nature of it, right? And everybody kind of committed to it because, like, Aaron Paul and Josh Hartnett, they I just kind of yeah, they were great. They, yeah, they, they, they really Peralta, like very yeah. somber as well too. The way how they move, they don't really react that much until the bacchanal takes place. Um, Kate is great as as the as the wife of of um, of Aaron Paul's character and whatnot. Um, and as you know, the title "Beyond the Sea," you know, we actually get like this French version of that song. If you remember, um, uh, right. "Find Nemo," that's the song that plays. So it's like that, right? Right. Um, and I kind of appreciate the slow burn of it. This is a this is a slow burn of an episode, though. Um, maybe too much of a slow burn, but whatever. But I do admire how right. it plays out, right? And I do like how it it turns for the worse because you you, you saw it coming eh? okay yes. this day like all right at some point in time no, it's, gonna, it's, it, this 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 arrangement gonna fall apart right and it does right definitely. i did not expect the no. end though i did not expect the well just the climax of it though the end is right. dark and kind of ironic yeah. though but Pretty at the dark. same time kind of falls a little flat too it's just like okay this is how we end it all right okay play play beyond the sea all right that's that's how we end it all right 
you know. Right. So yeah. as a whole, I, I, it's, 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 it's okay. I appreciate it. I get the sort of um, existential vibe of it as well too, and of course the performances are strong throughout. It's just the ending just needed more oof to it. It just kind of you know fizzles out, yeah. right? But yeah, your 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 thoughts on me on this thing? No, yeah. Uh, as I said, this should have been. I I think because I I went into it and it's like, all right, this is a Black Mirror episode, kind of because yeah, look, it's a sci-fi. I have no problem accepting that, but it do it just feel like this should have be its own thing, marketed as its own thing. You know, I see a trailer for its own thing and then I watch it by itself because it have too many big stars. I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's whatever. It's fine. But it it works. It's, it's a great you know, sci-fi conceit. weird. It's cool enough. They make it interesting. Nice, weird alt-reality, alt alt-history kind of thing going on. Um, the retrofuturism of it is pretty cool. They make it work for what it is. But uh, I felt if they just flesh it out a little smarter, and again, as I said, more and more think about it, given the nature of the, the, the theme of the series, I would have just have this not be a Black Mirror episode at all. This would have be out, something else, and then, you know, have less episodes. You know, I don't mind that. Whatever. Right. So, up next now, we have what is unfortunately the least impressive episode in the season, Maisie D. Right. I'm saying this too because it's Sam right. Zazie Beats, right? So, she plays right, Bo. Right, right. She's this um, paparazzi, you know, um, in like the 2000s, I think it was. Right. I, I was struggling to find out what yeah, it was in like the 90s because so, I saw dial-up. It's, it's 2006. No, no, it's okay. 2006. It's 2006 because they mentioned a couple things. Um, Shuri Cruz, that is All right. Tom Cruise's daughter. Mm-hmm. But we see we see an iPod, I think, iPod Shuffle. Yes, um, yes, yes. Because Bo ended up buying one like, after, right. after and then, one of the games. Uh, they was playing, they was playing um, that song, Trip, um, with this by um, Amar, Amari. This is one, one thing. Oh, um, 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 yeah, Amari, Amari. One, one thing. thing, yes. Amari, yes. 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 With, yeah, thing. which so came like, out okay, in 2005, gonna... actually. Right, you're right, yeah. Right, to the, right. Around that, yeah. right. So I was thinking 2005, 2006, around that time. So it's, because the iPod shuffle is when I was like, when that come out, whatever. But what happens at Shuri Cruz, they had that on the news now. Like, Shuri Cruz is blah, blah, blah. They're going to call Shuri Cruz. Okay, okay, cool. Right. right. So what happens is that, you know, because of the, the nature of the 2000s, when it comes to, like, um, you know, act celebrities, right? Uh, yeah, she's assigned to, to, to find this um this this actress who right. basically well, left it, a shoot it's, one it's day. How, and... It's how she starts off because they make another reference to the same movie. Um, oh gosh, name any visit name any movie boy from before now that that she, she causes something happen involving the star of a movie of that series. Because I think it's a TV series, TV show. In the okay, universe. okay, um, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I did pick up on that actually. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, so, and, and that leads to just her and, you know, a couple of she paparazzi friends, more or less finding her, and then it's revealed that she is not who she seems, and that's where things kind of get turned to the supernatural, and that's what right. you'll see. So, this is actually the shortest episode in this um, season here, it clocks in like about 42 minutes, right? Um, I mean, directing-wise, it's fine, acting is fine, yeah. Zazie, do her thing, right? It's just the story doesn't rope me in at all. I wasn't sure whether it was about the actress and what she was going through physically and psychologically. That's all I'll say. Right. Or if it's about Zazie because she going through something where, you know, somebody that she um, took a picture of actually killed himself afterwards for reasons, right? So you're not sure. It, it, it's it, it's kind of like trying to tell both stories, but it doesn't kind of, it doesn't even commit to one. You know what I mean? Even right down to right. the end as well too. And then when you get to actually reveal of it and you get some sort of horrific moments, 
I just say like, all right, been there, done that, seen that cliche stuff, blah blah blah, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, I will say though, the final moment or shots, if you will, it's great. Uh, uh, it's yeah. great. Like that actually it's catch me by surprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. didn't yeah. see that coming. That actually works, right? Yeah. But yeah, ultimately it was just, eh, I wanted more out of it, and I think for me it's just right. just because like I don't mind the period pieces and remind us, oh, this is how people connected to the internet, and this is how people listen to music, blah 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 blah, right? But I just wish you going in, I knew that this was going to be a supernatural episode. I didn't expect that. I thought, and I think that's that's like the issue with um, with this one, and to an extent the last episode. Even though I was I was I'm actually way more fair to the last episode than this one. Um, right, admittedly, too, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, another though, eh, kind of a letdown, man. But yeah, your your thoughts on Mizzy Day? Yeah, it was again. I, I did, as I say, you know, you're there for the plot, the plot beings as he beats, right? But um, no, I uh. I thought this was one of the weaker ones, if not the weakest one, in my opinion. And the second, the, the last one also kind of falls a lot flat, flatter for me. I, I really thought they would have done something more interesting with that too. Uh, but this one, this one still also pretty weak. Like if you think this is the weakest one, yeah, I, I'm not gonna, um, you know, disagree with you or anything like that. But um, it's it's alright, and it because of the I suppose the flashback stuff is okay. But yeah, it's more about the characterization. And again, it's just the general quote unquote conceit. Of what going on this season and and the, the self referential stuff now. So that's about it. Right. And last but not least, we have Demon Seventy Nine, right? Which is right. actually I think is a Red Mirror episode. I think it's gonna be the I think it is the first one, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And you could you could correct me on this, right? But this is more leaning towards the supernatural, right, than the technological, right? right. I think. Right. But yeah, um, what the, the the setup is pretty interesting, right? So we introduce Anita. She is this um Indian um seals, well basically this um seals assistant, right? She she works at this um department store, right? And because it's in 1979, they, they they set up the well the racism in that in 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 England at the right. time though, where they keep the minorities. So through some circumstances, she discovers this talisman and it unleashes this demon by the name of Gap. Um, the guy who plays him, um, right. Papu Papa. Um, Isidu, if I got the name wrong, forgive me. Last time I saw him was in a show called I May Destroy You, which I really enjoyed, right? I should watch it over though. But yeah, right. he was okay. great at that, yeah. right? And yeah, technically, he is the Shinigami from Death Note kind of character. You go right, right down to the, right. to the costume he has on. It's like a white version of like what Rook has on, on Death Note. Like, while I was watching this halfway, I was like, oh shit, it's like Death Note though. Like, holy shit, like the, the outfit, it, it, right? Yeah. Um, and it's funny too because he is dressed as this uh, this backup dancer from this uh, well actually a real life um, vocal group like a like a sort of a post disco slash pop um, band actually from the late seventies that was cool right and yeah he is this demon he pretty much tells her well you know the apocalypse is gonna take it, take place in three days right and I love how they set up you know the whole um, well the the, the turbulent. Um, the turbulence, sorry, you know, brought up with you know with um, Russia and the other superpowers, you know, um, you know, acquiring all these you know missiles and all that kind of stuff. I love how they set it up in the real world, right? It's not just oh apocalypse just because, right? But yeah, essentially apocalypse is going to take place in three days, so she has to kill three people in three days to prevent that, and the three people have to be scums of the earth and so on and so forth. So yeah, we have this pretty timid you know character who kind of had to get you know, crazy, right? And how to bash people over the head with, with, with hammers, right? That That's a weapon of choice, right? And I'll stop there. So, um, yeah, not not the best episode I've seen in this season, of course, right? But I do like the the, uh, the subtext of it, the historical subtext of it, right down to the demon being, you know, black and, you know, her, uh, uh, Nida, sorry, Nida, yeah, Nida being Indian, so I like that. 
I like the reference here. Well, the, the um, the, what 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 band I was, I was singing this song in the um, beginning with the reference? Um, what's the name of that old song, boy? Not Bonnie M. That's the well, that's the group that right Bonnie M. Yeah, that, that, Bonnie that, M. that's where that's where Gap. That's yeah. a demon. That's where he gets his his look from, right? Basically, right. Reference so I like that, right? Um, yeah, yeah. also like these slight little references to to Grindhouse Cinema. It's like there's these like um, you know, they do the thing where the character imagines herself doing something really like evil. So you know, I did this. This sort of switches into that sort of like right. um, greeny film kind of style, like you would see off of like a Grindhouse movie or trailer. That was right. cool, right? Um, even right down to the text and all too is very Grindhouse inspired, right? Um, but. Story wise, is not is nothing too you know out of the ordinary. It, it's it's very much like Death Note. You know, a character discovers he has the you know the, has the power to 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 do stuff and change the world, right? But it involves the killing of people, so it's like that, right? Um, and it doesn't really like reinvent the wheel of that. Um, you know, the kills and stuff, uh, stuff that you see before. Uh, but it's just really the historical subjects that I really love about it, though, right? And um, even the way how it ends, though, um, which caught me by surprise. I actually like that. And I love yeah. that in a sort of like an ironic way and also in a hopeful kind of way. It's like, yeah, you know, at the end, at the end, the, um, yeah, the minorities win in this, right? So that, that's the best way to, to really sum it up, right? So, right. While I was not in love with this episode, though, I admired it. I, I I thought that it was it was solid business for what it is. It is long as well too. It, it's about an hour and like what twenty minutes, I think, or fifteen if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, it, it tells a story. It's entertaining. I thought that uh, Papa was really entertaining as Gap and and Jana uh, Vasan who plays Nida. She is quite believable as um, Nida as well too, right? That that timid character who is right. forced to do violent acts as well. But again, it's just, you know, treading on very familiar territory. And again, because it's going on a super, uh, supernatural route, because really the only thing we really, that, that kind of like makes it feel kind of black mirrorish, is kind of like, it's, it's, it's just more like, like references to like how times were back in the 70s. Like, oh, this kind of music people listen to. When you put the TV, that's the kind of right. shows people watch. And there's this weird sci-fi show. Okay, like, so I don't know. What? I don't you know. know. <laughs> but stuff like that. Right. So that's like the only Black Mirror-esque kind of things that you see there. But yeah. Right. When you tell me the Red Mirror thing is a thing, I was like, oh, that's doing a thing. So Red Mirror going to be a show now then. Right, right, right. So if this is like the beginning of this brand new series, because and I'll, I'll, I'll actually get to, to my final thoughts on this right now, right? So if this is like the, the, the way how they're going to end this series off... Um, uh, probably not on a strong note, I, I will say, right? But um, right. if it is that they're going to actually do Red Mirror, right? Um, I, I'm actually like genuinely interested in that, right? Because just mainly right. because of the four-year gap between season five and six, right? I think that now more than ever is a time that you could kind of branch out and do something different, right? Because you kind of wait. Yeah, yeah, people wait long. They waited. We got this. And I would just say, in general, it was just kind of, eh, kind of mid, you know? Um, by by Black Mirror standards, I felt I felt right. Okay, so okay, so this kind of justified this because I was I my attitude is uh, I'm just gonna straight up say it. episode three and five should have excised entirely, and then they should just have one two and well one two and four should have been longer. Right, so that could have been the whole season. I don't want to mind that because all of them tie together, which is the industry, right? It's a it's a commentary on the industry in some way, shape, or form, right? You know, one is about filmmaking. Um, with, with Netflix and, and the whole that whole machine weird machine future that hopefully hopefully or, or you know hopelessly you know it depends on who you talk to come forward um, the second one will be uh, you know just outright filmmaking and there's the dark side of that and the price you pay for that because you know the thing is even though he you know he pay a big price for that whole thing the tongue end up flourishing because you know a bunch of people come to the tongue and you know 
or whatnot is just he pay a personal very 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 big personal price right um but they make it work like for what it is and I, uh, still episode two is probably my favorite and then episode four is about the paparazzi and celebrity culture and that whole back and forth especially in the mid 2000s yeah that period from 2005 to 2010 it was real bad like really bad in terms of like you know michael jackson and you know britney spears and all that weird shit on reality tv and it was really really bad so i get what they was going for and the character so where they, where they went with it was kind of interesting to us again i wish they fleshed that out more and made it longer to make it work better and that's about it so it, it's just about this self-commentary on the industry itself and you know making fun of netflix because they call it streamberry blah 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 uh but yeah overall this was one of the weaker seasons of black black mirror in my humble opinion if not the weakest season agreed agreed and 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 the thing is it it it's it's not like we were waiting for this, no. Because again, four years, right? Like, like, dude, two seasons of Twilight Zone came and went, you know, be- between that time, right? So I wasn't like over- really overly excited for this to, to drop, but at least I was expecting it to have that same quality that we come to expect. But I think that in terms of just the weight, though, um, yeah, it it just didn't stick the landing, right? Uh, but I'll just give my rating just overall for this season here quickly. Uh, for me. Uh, like to decent three out of five, man. It's 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 high for what it is, but yeah, it it is the weakest of these uh of of the show thus far. But I do suspect though that you know we will get Red Mirror um very very soon actually. But um, will this be the end of Black Mirror? I kind of doubt it. I but I but I think personally we could get at least one more season and then we could kind of move headstrong into Red Mirror if that's the plan. I don't know, but yeah, I think we could start a wrap up on the whole Black Mirror thing if anything. Yeah. Let's see with Black Mirror. Black Mirror is one of those things. There's only so much you could commentary on modern technology with it. Like there's only so much you could do now. So it kind of became a kind of parody of itself, and you know, a self-referential thing about it, and so on and so forth. Like it's only so much to me. You could only so much you could do without it just kind of getting to self-parody, and that's why it almost got into that this season. But I felt if they really focused on the whole self-referential metatextual aspect of um, the film industry in general, and, and the entertainment industry, and you know, TV shows and whatnot. It could have worked because I thought a lot of that stuff was great, especially the first and second episodes. Those really nailed that conceit. Like, yeah, I get that. And it makes sense in perfect timing to involve any writer strike and whatnot now. It is like the most relevant in, in the industry itself. Whatever. Uh, yeah, written. Uh, yeah, I get it like a 6 out of 10. I didn't hate it. Um, but it was still, you know, yeah, they could have do more with this. It just, I wish it, and it's like, and Charlie Brooker wrote some of these. I'm like, really? You wrote this? Uh, come on, man. I thought, thought you'd get more from this. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I dug the hell out of it for what it was. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really wish we got more. Personally, just uh, how I don't see it is just drop drop the episode 3 and episode 5. Put that to make them do their own thing. Like, just have Red Mirror be Red, Red Mirror. And just make that a Red Mirror episode and done. And then, um, uh, to me, uh, episode 3 should have sh- straight up been a movie. In my opinion, like put out someone else, you know, market that as something else on Netflix. Actually, the premise of it is very, is very much fit for a straight movie. Straight up to be a Netflix, yeah. yeah, no, it's straight up a Netflix sci-fi, like something that Anthony Mackie could be, you know, something like that. Whoever, like, you know, something like that. No, yeah, you know, I find you showing up a little too much. I find you showing up too much in them thing. Eh? But yeah, just the last thing, just just thing it and, and write it, write it up for it is, and then they make it work. Um, and then just put these three episodes as one thing, and then have it be that shared team. Flesh them out a little better, as as the kids say, punch them up. That's a little too many industry, and yeah, that's about it. Uh but yeah, uh, rating seven out of ten. I thought you said six. Ah, no, no, six, <laughs> six, yeah, six out of ten, six out of ten. Yeah, sorry, see, 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 I see, I catch you there, right? Yeah, catch you there. But yeah, yeah, um, I mean, Black Mirror is, I mean, it's on Netflix, so if you're a fan, check it out. But yeah, 
if 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 you, if you expect it to live up to that four year wait, uh, you will be disappointed, like for yeah. sure. All right, so let's talk for a bit about extraction dose, right? Ah, which is Netflix's answer to John Wick Four. Clearly, that that's what it is. That's what it is, right? So yeah, a few years ago, I talked about a little film called Extraction, right? And I'll never forget. Oh, actually, I was reminded when I actually like um, checked over that review. Yeah, I told myself, yeah, we ain't got to get no sequel. And well, surprise, surprise, we got one. Let's step it up. Let's step it up. I, you know, seriously, it have like it. It have like it was. It, to me, this felt like it. It don't mesh all that well, but it felt like a mix of some of the best action cinema in the last thirty years. They put in one movie. Not too long. But they make it work. And it was hard. Like, yeah, it, it was hard. It was hard. This was hard. It was hard. It was this hard. was, this hard. was real hard. hard. Like, in terms of this action, like, I just, I just surprised I enjoyed myself as much as I did. Again, yeah. when team didn't expect it. I'm not expecting Monty Carlos, I was expecting the mediocrity of the first film. I mean, oh, okay, you, you find it was mediocre. All right. Yeah, I, this, one, this one just stepped it up in every, almost every way in terms of action. I, I ain't going into this for the story or nothing, you know. I mean, I expect no story. I just go into it like, well, brother. And it just, we just get, it just get up again, this over the top griminess to it, no? And it, it's like, okay, so I'll just I'll mix it up. You, know, you take some raid and some wick, you know, add mm-hmm. some heat, put it in a pot, mm-hmm. add some mm-hmm. heat, you know, put a little bit of, a little bit of, sprinkle a little sort of solid there. Um, and, a little, and, and, and a little sure. winter soldier, a little, a little winter soldier. Yeah, mm-hmm. sprinkle a little churn, I mean, like, it, it, churn, I mean. Mm-hmm. but it was just, it was just over the top nonsense, like, you know, stuff that, you know, that man's supposed to be dead. I want to look, he got breaking the back of his head, he dead. Like you'd, you'd get up from that normal normal however but yeah right. i just thought it was just more entertaining and just charming because again i didn't go into the first one expecting nothing else so it was like the, the first one didn't do anything for me it was like it come and go on for me this one was like the two big action sequences were great one was straight up you know um raid and and john wick this long take kind of stuff they're going with um children i mean kind of thing and then the second big action it was straight up heat that was straight up heat and but i, I dug it for it does like it, you know they know the sources they know the, the, the origins and they run with it. And then the ending was just this grimy slug to the finish and what I had fun with. And the ending, like, what happened? The ending, the ending, ending. Dude, what, yeah, what yeah, dude, dude. That, that final moment between the hero yeah. and villain, I, 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 yeah. I, I fuck <laughs> with that. Nah, nah. I, I, I would. Yeah, and, and the, whole, the whole time I was like, well, goddamn. Yeah. Goddamn. Like, damn. It was good. I, I, I had, like, from that standpoint, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah, but, but let me just get the story out to me quickly, right? You know, the story, because there is one, right? Yeah, this is going to take it all, right? So, after the end of the first one, right, where we all thought that Tyler Rick, who is played by Chris Hemsworth, a.k.a. Thor, we all thought he dead because he fall, you know, from this bridge and fall into the ocean. Now he's actually alive, right? And, you know, they actually hinted that at the end of the first movie, so whatever. And, and the miracle of Middle Eastern medicine, right? Boy. Bad way to Abu Dhabi to get medication. Yeah. So, yes, our hero is back to normal, and, you know, he retires from mercenary work, you know what I mean? So, he's, like, in this cabin in, what, Austria or something like that, right? So, he runs into him, um, Himdal, right, of all people, right? You know, Idris Elba. No, when when I saw that, I was like, all right, I I, I remember that joke, I remember that joke, right? So, yeah, Yeah. Thor and, you know, Himdal team up again, right? But, yeah, Yeah. basically, he's just this guy who represents this this, um, this agency or this person running an agency. A a, a nasty motherfucker. A nasty motherfucker. Who we go? Who we go and see for the third film? Yeah. Yes, a nasty motherfucker, as he called yeah. him near the end. Right, we'll talk about the, the third film or the possibility of, of it in the end, right? In the end, sorry. And yeah, you tell him, well, here's what, right? Ramir ex-wife Mia. Well, here's what. She's sister. 
was you know um you know is is is, is the wife of this um this drug dealer guy who is arrested who is in prison but he actually have the family in the prison now so your mission is to basically collect the wife and the two children right this this older boy and this younger girl right um while the husband is there and just being this maniacal asshole right but at the same time you have his brother who is trying to get his brother try to get that brother out of jail and you know he will go at, at all lengths just to get his brother out right so what 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 that leads to is just this this basically this rescue mission now uh which starts off with this amazing kick-ass awesome and strong contender for best action sequence of yeah, 2023 hot. moment which i'll get to in my review of it and that just leads to you know um you know the the, the bad guys chasing down tyler of course his um team is there well the you know his yeah. two friends are um, nick and yaz who were there in the first film and while all this is going on now you have the son of you know well you know the drug dealer guy oh who... god the son the son was too trifling for me yes i really hate this little boy oh my but, god but i i kind of get where he was coming from eh? but he was a he was a dick he was an asshole i man. hate this little trifling little boy boy no he has to take it he has to take it if he didn't if he didn't get yas dead god yeah spoiler yas dies uh i would die hate this. you know but <laughs> because of that and like boy you kill off yas though what the fuck <laughs> like dude because of his shit because of this boy little boy bullshit yeah, go ahead. And 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 I'm gonna stop there, right? So let me just get my my thoughts on the way there quickly, right? So yes, um, this this for me stepped things up considerably, boy, from the first film, right? Because yeah, the first film had your solid brutal action and whatnot. You had you know Chris Hemsworth like really showing off his his action movie style and chops in this though, like he was really like this tough badass, right? Of course, you know he 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 um you know he, he talks little and he you know he shoots more and all that kind of stuff, right? So it's like that, right? And similar to, you know, um, the first film, this film also maintains this kind of slight melancholy tone to it, you know, just kind of showing you the dark reality of, you know, the world outside of, you know, the, the United States, right, and whatnot, right? So it, it just shows the griminess of it all, but it doesn't, like, latch too much into it, right? You still get, you know, your solid, enjoyable action pieces and whatnot. But what I actually admire about this show here in particular, right, um, well, this sequel, I must say, is... um. The attention, not too much, but just the time put into kind of fleshing out a character or two, giving them some dramatic moments, right? Some nice little bits of dialogue, right? Even though it'll be interrupted about three, four minutes afterwards by some kind of shootout, right? For example, right? But yeah, I, I do admire the, the, the emotion put into the story, right? There's not a lot of it, on, um, you know, fortunately, I must say, not unfortunately, right? Because right. yeah, the show knows exactly where it is, right? You can't come right. with some big-ass action exactly. sequences and then come with, like, drawn-out melodrama. No, 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 but the melodrama is there for sure. Sure, right, but it helps in terms of giving the characters motivation and whatnot. You know, it knows what it is. They don't try to be anything yeah. else. Like they, they exactly. clearly pull from they clearly pull from action cinema for the last thirty years, as I said before. And it have a lot of raid stuff in this. Like it's like, yes. oh, that's straight up from raid two. Like they do the be- they do a better scene than the prison scene in raid two, in my opinion. Yes, the boy, they did, they did, they yeah. did. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm actually save that. Um, I'll actually get to that that action sequence second to last, right? But yeah, um, Chris Hemsworth is actually really really good in this though, like, and you can tell like this is the starring role, you know. Well, since technically he's kind of done with Thor, at least I think right, so. Right, exactly. Yeah, like this 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 is like a nice branch off point for him, man. You know what I mean? Because, because I was worried, I was I was really worried for him, you know, it, with a Thor-less future, what you really gonna do now? Because yeah. I, I I thought the, because to be fair, I really thought the first one was dead in the water. I didn't think it would get a sequel. I didn't think that would have happened. Like I, like I said, out. I didn't think we was going to get one too. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, and yeah. then you know, so 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 this could be a thing. This this could be his thing. This could be his John Wick. Yeah, you know, he can get, he something. Right now, as you say that, right, it was only just the other day I realized how big, how massive of a success Extraction was, right? Cause I don't remember this came out in twenty twenty, right? This was like you know, yeah. in our case in Trinidad, you know, lockdowns, right? So we had nothing else. We couldn't go in cinema to see anything. And right. as I said in my review, yeah, this easily should have been a theatrical release, right? The first one, right? And I was saying that for the same thing uh, for this one here as well too. This I, w- I would love to see this on a big screen with 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 uh with a packed you know um cinema you right. know ball only place and all that kind of stuff i would be with them screaming exactly. too, right yeah. but yeah yeah but it, they, they're clearly they're clearly following like everybody going trying to do this action formula thing but they're feeling harder eh? like i think chris evans and um anna de Amas did something oh, it was um, oh gosh what well, it was that ghosted um i think it's ghosted at, uh, yeah, yeah i think it's that yeah yes yeah, that that's real shit. And then um somebody else, Priyanka Chopra, tried something to right. real shit. It was a series I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry. Yeah, so he and he and he and this girl, I forget the girl this girl name. He and the two of them. them oh, that's um go 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 this is this is second time after pronouncing the name. That is Go Shiftier for Farahani, yeah. right? Um who plays Nick. Yeah. Right. And the two of them, the two of them bounced off each other so well. Yes. That guy was really worried at the end with, with what they was going to do there. And I'm like, nah, what are they doing this right now, boy? But They're thankfully, yeah. thankfully, things play out pretty well for, for those two, right? That, right? That's all I'll say, right? Right. Yeah. Um, all so, things so, 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 yeah. so I like that we do get some drama, you know, in it as well too, right? I like that they, they, they kind of emphasize on where each character comes from, right? Whether it's um, Tyler or whether it's the villain, right? Well, the two brothers themselves and, you know, um, right, and right, what right. their motivation is, right? I do like the whole aspect of, oh, the, the, this kind of part of this gang and this kind of striking back at society but at the same time they're doing like real shitty shit like selling drugs and doing drive-bys you know what I mean you know that was that was cool right mm-hmm. um the action scenes are very very well handled i would say and it does rival yeah. what you'd see in a john wick film right but the cell with this one compared yeah. to john wick where it's all style this one just has this griminess throughout right so i'm gonna talk about what is again strong contender for best action sequence of 2023 Dre. The first film gave us yeah. about 12 minutes of just this long take of this pure action, right? Right. This one gives us twice the right. amount. It is literally yeah. about 20 to <laughs> 25 minutes of just non-stop action dread. And there are moments where I'm yeah. watching this thing, I'm like, where the camera? Where's the camera? The, like, the moment when but it was on the train, I'm like, where's the camera? Like, yeah. they, 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 like no, right no, they, alongside they, they, characters who are sneaking into the into the train, right? To, about to get shot or whatnot. No, I'm like, do, where's the fucking camera? This is a... No, no, this is a this is a excellent use of digital filmmaking and how to utilize this really well. Like I don't think they use the, I don't think they use the volume or anything like that. It don't look like that. Like I'm just watching it and trying to piece together. And I didn't I didn't put I should have put it on my, on my big screen, eh? but I just had it on the smaller monitor uh, the entire time. Uh, but I didn't have it on the very big screen, but I was in another room, so I was like, I ain't gonna waste my time. But yeah, I just was very impressed of where the camera was moving about and how. And how it was moving from shot to shot. Because it's clearly not actually a one take. It is the rope bullshit thing, right? No, no, no. Yeah. no duh, but, duh. And, and I would say, and I would say um, this is one of, the, one of the rare moments of like long take action sequences where I was not looking for the transition. I wasn't looking right, for it. Right, the cut, exactly. But they, they make some real smart calls. Like it's clearly, what they do, I feel, is they just do the kind of fade between a, like a digital kind of fade crossfade kind of thing. That is what they kind of do with it. And then cut, and that's how it moves. So like where they go through a door, for example, they, because it look a little off, a little, a little weird. And then, like, they'll, they'll have the camera pass through, like, a little small, little, like, a space in, like, a, a railing or something like that. Like, okay, right. That's clearly where they start and stop from working. Stuff like that. But they make it work. 
Yeah, but the sell of this sequence, though, is just the, is, is the set pieces, boy. Can we start off with the rescue, right? In the prison, right? Then it turns to a raid. Then it turns to, like, this car chase, right? You know, very true, and a man inspired. And I just, they, like, watch this thing, like, okay, it's gonna stop now, right? I know this thing is, like, 24 minutes or whatever, right? Where they gonna stop now? When they reach the train, I was like, holy fuck. This is where we at? And then it just keeps going, like, the moment I saw choppers, right, with men, you know, firing shots of it. i like, dog. But like, especially this stuff with the train crashes. Uh, well, well, like the, the train sequence, though, yeah, that, that is the highlight for me, though. Yeah, like that yeah. and, the, and the whole read two inspired riot scene. Yes. Those two moments really stood to me, boy. I was Real like, wow, 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 wow. Yes, boy. Yeah, everybody get like badasses, right? And and just just couple things, couple right. Um, and how the story plays out afterwards, though, is, part, is just as great. That, there's a part of that piece of C four on the door. Love it. That part. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, little day language. You know exactly what they say. And right when they do that like that was hard. Just 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 couple things, couple right. I do like that. You know, even though that is like the 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 big crowning you know, jewel, the crown jewel, if you will, in this movie, the other sequences, the other action sequences do disappoint as well, right? Um, like, there's a moment involving just characters on top of glass thread, right? Very yes, jo- Jackie fun. Chan inspired, right? In my yes, opinion. Yes. If you ever saw Who Am I, you know talk about. Yes. Who Am I? Yes. Yeah, those yes. moments were so intense, thread, and it, yeah. it had me thinking about um, the intensity of the scenes from um, Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier, right? How intense those scenes were, right? But yeah, though, it, it really was edgy seat action filmmaking, right? Um, especially, you know, not just in that sequence that we mentioned earlier, but the others as well, right? And of course, the final duel is awesome. How it ends is awesome. Um, the, 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 the stinger, if you will, for part three is awesome as well. I love that we, we brought back Idris Elba. That was really cool as well. And I would just say this includes it. Hells, yes, I am ready for, you know, an extraction tree. So yes, um, Netflix have um, a, a, a literal money maker. They have a hit on it. They have a smash on the hands, right? So for me, um, I'm not like for me. I'm just gonna give this. Boy, boy, boy. Yeah, what do you funny thing? Boy, is this? Is up straight up? God done said. Boy, have a scope on a on a grenade launcher. Yeah. Boy, sniping with some grenades. Yeah. That had me cracking up, just that cracked me up because I see this scope here, but I noticed what white is he holding there, and I think it is a sniper headshot. I just think it headshot. I just see a freaking just grenade. There's a a a grenade fly out and just smoke the man whole body joint like that. Yes, boy. That 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 was crazy. Yeah, yeah, boy. God damn. Yeah, dude, 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 dude. When Tyler is on a mission, he is on a mission, right? That's all. Yeah, and especially when they kill off, well, they they kill off Yaz. Yaz dies, right? And that that it's more because of the little boy now. It's like it's only because of the little boy Yaz dead now. It's like way boy. So you gotta come back and wash him out now. And 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 just just to touch quickly on the boy quickly before I get to it, right? Yes, the boy is an ass. I, I get, but but I understand yeah. why he is that way. But oh gosh, yeah, no, you, you put like your family in danger, like, bro. Like why? Yeah, because you want to prove a point because what your yeah, uncle because your uncle yeah. you know oh my, my, my uncle though you know what I mean but yeah as mm. I said you know Netflix has a money making franchise in their hands right here this yeah, is going to do yeah this is going to do gangbusters right now right so yeah, yeah. um written wise I'm gonna give this a decent a strong four to five boy this is easily one of the most enjoyable action films I've seen all year. Um, this could make it in my best of, but oh, it may be an honorable it mention, might, yeah. right? Maybe, right? Yeah. But it knows exactly what it is. It stays, it, it, it stays true to what it is, though. It gives you a grimy, grungy, you know, 
intense nail-biting action sequences though and it just does it oh so well and i'll close with this um sam um hargraves though right you know similar yeah. to like the director of, of john wick though he is destined to be one of the greatest i'd say this is one time destined to be one of the greatest action filmmakers like ever in my opinion man right and yeah, yeah. please give stuntmen more directing rules please because you could tell they right. know this shit right i mean john wick is, is proof of that yeah. right and god willing um the, the the extraction franchise you know will be evident of that as well too so that's all i have to say yeah no eight eight out of ten uh goddamn i mean it, it is very derivative right nothing new but is a well-executed nothing new. And I don't mind that. I can't, I can't, can't go wrong with that. Because it, it is damn grimy, damn rough. They make it flow. And that is my main thing. Yeah, make it flow. So at no point it felt stilted or crappy. They tell a story. It's just about cracking wise and talking shit. Great. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, that is it. 8 out of 10. Easy. So last but not least, let's talk about The Flash. Or the big, or the, the 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 nearing of the end of the DCEU. That's that's the best way to, to really look at this film. Right? Well, uh, okay, so I, I, I just yeah. Before we start, I just wanted to just give a like a little rundown of my attitude towards the DCU and why why it effectively collapsed and fail. Ah, uh, yeah. So there's a quick shout out. Shout out to Movie Bob's Matter Box series. He has a four part. Yes. Series. Yeah, he has a four part series. Just like chronological. Yeah, that's chronicling his his takes on the matter and that's the ten years. Because yeah, those are roughly ten years. With Man of Steel, a little over 10 years from when Man of Steel came out. And he just basically give a good run on timeline as to this whole ordeal, why it implode into the black hole of foolishness that it was. And that only... only um, I'll, I'll say this, this just one point about, about Matterbox quickly, right? The final lines that, that, that movie Bob gave in the last episode, right. though, are chilling, yeah. but so true at the same time, yeah, especially brutal. when you say it's not witcher time. Yeah, brutal. That, brutal. that, that hit me, yeah. but that real hit me. But no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a black hole of foolishness that only somebody with access to the speed force can escape, right? I mean, it it is so ridiculous for how this whole thing played out in this 10 years, and it's shocking why it played out the way it did. Um, you know, for what it's worth, I still believe Man of Steel has, was a workable foundation that could have been built and or pivoted from. But they up and went made and made Batman be Superman the way they did. And that was the arrow to the knee that they never recovered from. Straight up. Right? They never recovered from that. After that, everything just started getting worse and worse and worse. And yeah, a, a toxic mix of a, a bad fate, recalcitrant fan base, and you know, a terrible retrograde studio mindset and politics. And it's overlapped with real world culture where politics fed into the nonsense. Like, straight up, the only reason that James Gunn in charge of the things is because how we because of him getting fired from Marvel and why he got fired, you know. Like so the how insane the, the, the dominoes had to fall to get to this point. Yeah, it's nonsense. Like, absolute nonsense. Whatever. Let's get to the Flash. Right. Well, well, Ricardo, if you don't mind, um, just give us a spoiler-free synopsis of what it's about, and we will get into spoilers later on. No problem. Right, so Barry Allen, you know, being Barry Allen, having his life, he, he being, you know, after the events of Justice League, he kind of just, he, he kind of considered himself the janitor of the Justice League kind of thing. Clean up mess is when what whatever Batman can do, he have to do. Uh, basically, in the beginning, he had to sort out a problem involving a hospital, which is a, not a bad sequence. Um, although, God, the CG boy, fuck that CG joint. However, uh, but he, you know, in sorting out a problem with his dad involving um, the, the death of his mom and him never really resolving that, uh, he basically tries makes an attempt to go back in time uh, with, with his speed force powers, and he does. But while going back in time, he discovers that he can time travel given the abilities of a uh, thing. I'm going to mention that whole weird um you know i don't know what to call it a stadium of time that he was in I, I think i know what that is a reference to because i was like this kind of weird but whatever 
uh, he goes back in time and he gets knocked. He's trying to attempt to go back in time, but he's interrupted by some kind of dark flash creature, some kind of creature. We find out who that is. And he goes roughly 10 years into an alternate past because it's exp- they explain um, the quote-unquote Batman of this alternate past explains what's happening exactly. And they basically have to sort out a situation involving that. And his past self, and it's a nice little comedy routine with him and himself. Um, and they, they make it work for what it is. And yeah, I did not completely hate this movie, even though I could imagine a lot of people hating this movie. Because it, it commits a big sin that I thought I would have hate, but I'm surprised I don't hate, but they did it anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I saw it, yeah. I was thinking about yeah. you and how you thought right. about Ghostbusters Afterlife. But we'll talk about right. that in the spoilers, right? Right. So yeah, uh, I didn't have, other, yeah, basically it's it's that I didn't hate this entirely. It was, I had fun with it. And mostly because, again, you, you, you love him or hate him, and most likely almost everyone hates him. Uh, well, hates them, you know. Uh, Ezra Miller is pretty good in this. Um, you know, Ezra Miller plays against themselves. And they really feel like two different characters. And I, I think a lot of that works, to be honest. Uh, um, Michael Keaton steals the movie. He's pretty good in this. Sasha Kaye is, in my opinion, kind of flat as Supergirl. I was not a fan of that. And then the main conceit, here's another reason why this movie takes a fat L. Because the movie's conceit does the exact and opposite answer to, to Across the Spider-Verse. And sorry, Across the Spider-Verse has the right answer. This has the wrong answer. So, that's about it. I don't completely hate this, but I've got had enough fun with it. And I thought it was funny enough um, in terms of humor. But yeah, that's about it for me. Right. Well, for me... Um... <sighs> Wanted to like it for what it was, wanted to appreciate it for what it was, and I kind of do, yeah. but I came out of this pretty underwhelmed, right? You know, it's it's just, while I was watching right. all this, and you know, like, just to the show's credit, right? I, I admire what um, the director, um, Andy, you know, uh, Muschetti, um, Muschetti did with this, right? Um, you could tell that he is passionate right. about the material itself, and even right now to the point of having, you know, friggin' Batman, you know, from 89, right? Slash 92, right? In it, right? And, you know, like, while I'm watching all this stuff, right? You know, uh, and the, the it's, it, it feels sort of like, in a sense, without spoiling too much, a love letter to DC, right? Not so much the DCEU, right? It's just using the DCEU template to kind of pay tribute yeah, it, and it, homage it. it, and all that I appreciate. Right. But you see, time I watch this, I like... Right. This is where we are right now. Like, you know, like for me. Well, all right, so let me let me let me show an example here, right? X Men. These are future past, right? Not a show that that that's that's ho- uh, that's held up very well, right? But you know, still, still, still for what it is, it's it's a great reset. I I I liked it enough, but again, I don't I don't like it anywhere near as much as other people seem to at the time. Uh, but we right, because I remember like going nuts over the first time, and then when I watched it over, especially that director's cut, the yeah. role cut, whatever you call it, exactly. I'm like eh, second exactly. second act dragon. But to me, I, I only eh. give it, I only give it. Uh, you see, it, it gets worse in retrospect because they, they had a chance to reset, they got a reset, and then they fuck up the reset. Let us be clear mm-hmm. about that. Yep. Like yep. they had a, 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 they get a complete mulligan, and they still fuck it up. I like, well, alright, well, I can't give you a chance. Because X Men Apocalypse happened, like you right know, went through all the drama, reset everything, and yeah. then Apocalypse happened, right? Yeah, so. and it's still, yeah, yeah, come on. <sighs> yeah, right. So, so, so when it comes to like these are future paths, right? That is set within its own will, right? It's the will of the rebooted X Men, so to speak, right? But they actually reference the Brian Singer X Men films, right? So that's fine, right? But without spoiling anything. 
There was no need, but you know, because because those two franchises, if you will, two well, two versions of the same franchise, were like just shy of like five or six years ahead of each other. It was fine, so it was cool seeing you know Patrick Stewart team up with um. Oh gosh, I forgot, I forgot the guy who play um who play Xavier. Young, in the, in young the, Professor X, yeah, no, right, young Professor. Yeah, so it's cool seeing the two of them together, right? It's a nice little you know mirror thing, right? Cool. But you didn't see that film without spoiling anything. Go to the. 92 to 97 animated series from Fox. I referenced them. You didn't see them right. go back to the 60s X-Men comics when, you know, <laughs> the books came out, right? They didn't well, go through all that. It stuck within I its get, own world, right? I get right? what they're going for. You know? I get what they're going for given the nature of Flash. I get it. Right. I me know too, the comics. Too. I've read it. Because, they, they, <laughs> okay, so the big thing, the big thing is clearly the Alex Ross, like, transfer and sequence section in um the comic like uh-huh. if you know that that comic where it have a big like weird panel it's like a big two-page spread and it have one where superman holding wonder woman and then it switch and it have it um superman holding supergirl crisis on infinite earth's montage the right. atrocious montage mm. right that's what it is so i get where you're going for you know fanboy fanboy you know i get you you know but you're over fanboy that's, that's, that's the problem. problem that's the problem right and they they, they wanted, as they say, they do DC history and, and cinema history in, in general because they make a bunch of like references to alternate possible almost stuff. So they make reference to Eric Stoltz and and and, and Back to the Future. And then they do the big thing involving, uh, well, we're going to go in the spoiler section, involving something with, with that Kevin Smith would not shut the fuck up. And my attitude with this is that, look, look, all your fanboys get this bile out of your system, you know, let, just let it out. You know, just later you because can, by next now, year it's not even going to matter. Exactly because because now I, I I am glad people have to just shut the fuck up about these almost things and all this fan bullshit that we had to get stuck on for too goddamn long. Let people move on and tell a story, please. Whatever. Yeah, and yeah, that, and that that to me is how I felt. Like, okay, I appreciate, I appreciate. You know, the, yeah. the callbacks to the 89 Batman, right? Even having Michael Keaton be in it, which I was if he was, if I was, which I was if he on actually from the first time I, I, I heard it announced, right? But I'll talk about the trailer in a bit, right? But, you right. know, for, for what's worth, you know, it, it works within the story, right? And it, and it was going good, right? Um, Michael Keaton, you know, he is solid with what he's given. That's the best way I can yeah. describe it. He yeah. doesn't give like so some in amazing my, in my performance, opinion, he's the best but thing in the film. he's good. Yeah. Um, I kind of wasn't feeling the whole, okay, I have the, you know, the old scruffy hair, you know, it's, it, it feels very, very cliche. So the moment you realize yeah. you, you want to become Batman again, you shave it all off and now you look normal, like, really? We, we doing this? No, anyway, it's like, right? it real predictable, eh? It yeah. was real predictable. Like, yeah. this movie, like, when it, they show something, I'm like, alright, I know where they're going with this. Because I know, I know what Flashpoint is, and then I know what they're going to change. Right. And mm. it, what, I, what I'll say, what it felt of, it felt like, kind of like, just a, a, a solid animated movie. You know, it, it felt like one of those. Like, okay, it's a slightly different take on Flashpoint, but it's still Flashpoint. Mm-hmm, Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't, bo- I didn't bother me about it. Right. But all of it, to me, I just look at this as just, it's something that catering to shareholders, clearly, and it's something that just for the fanboys to bile out. You get your bile out, vomit it out, so we could shut the fuck up about this nonsense forever. Right. Right? Time to stop talking about, ahem. What Kevin Smith would not mm-hmm. shut up about mm-hmm. involving a spider. Right. Like that. Yeah, exactly. So, Tired of that shit. So, so, so few things, few, and then we get to spoilers, right? So, Supergirl. I was underwhelmed by her. Um, just, just merely yeah, because you have this instance. Okay, so she's 
uh, well, I should say the second time she's being introduced, you know, on, on the big screen, right, so to speak, right? But her motivation was just so one-dimensional. Just like, oh well, you know, yeah. Zod is coming, so I need I need to to, to 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 punch Zod in the face. That's my motivation. But nothing about yeah, no, well, they, 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 they try to give her. They try to give us some depth, but the whole sequence is kind of weak. Yeah. And especially when she, oh, she, well, I'm a Kryptonian and I want to be a badass, and she leaves. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, she come back. I'm like, what? That that kind of you cool. know. And then, well, when you find out, you find out what happened to Clark. You know, they they mention what happened to Clark. Well, Zod mentioned yeah. what happened to Clark, and I'm like, all right, no, 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 no. Guys, yeah, but, but but for me but personally, I just felt on. they could have done much more with her. Like like they actually give the, yeah. the, the right. So in in a nutshell, they don't really give her much characterization right for I, me um they actually give yeah, a little I bit more she, I, I would hope. say to 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 um to, to batman but with super kill it's just okay right. we just have her here because we need somebody who could fly and punch people that that's right really like ultimately like her purpose right. in the film is I, just to fly and punch people in the face that's it yeah pers- personally personally i hope she sticks around but she don't come back as super girl maybe power girl or something whatever so, you know i, I as i say I watch, I watch, I watch, like, listen, I watch the movie, I watch it for the plot, the plot being Sakashakaye, you know, I enjoy yeah. the plot, right? So, <laughs> right, 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 right. And then, see, see, you know, see, you know, with, see, you know, with the, with the, with the Paul Gale outfit, it's like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, can, I can live with that. And, you know, and, you know, and to be fair, and to be right. honest, yes, Ezra Miller is, 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 is actually really, really good as, um, as, as, as Flash, right? Well, you should yeah. see the two, the, the two iterations yeah. of Flash, right? I like that, you know, yeah. they, they yeah. give, you know, some, you know, slight um, variations on that Barry Allen character. Yes, the, the one in this alternate right. reality what? is a dumbass and really annoying, but I like that the, you know, the, right. the original one kind of calls right. them out on it and back and forth. So they kind of learn from each other, but at the same time, right. the, the real Barry Allen kind of learns about themselves, sorry, and becomes a better hero as we right. see near the end of the film, right? Right, what, what I like, what they actually did is a small moment, but I like the metaphor of the time stuff, where, where that um, that Michael Keaton Batman explained. He said, oh, think of it like this, and he, and he, he, he just turned the, the, the spaghetti. And yeah, the spaghetti. That, that's a nice metaphor, actually, I must say. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a nice little quick way to, to, to teach the audience the material now, because that's how it does work. It's not when, when Flash went back in time, you not only affected the, the future, but the parts as well, right? It's a, but in that storyline, they call it a time boom, which is it, it, a shockwave that went both ways. In this, it's more like a switch. And it's like, well, this Batman is real smart and old. Like, that makes sense. He's he's basically the old Batman from Batman Beyond, right, at this point. Yeah, this um, is just more reluctant to help our heroes. I was, I was actually surprised exactly. by that, because I thought you would have been like, yeah, fuck off. And he kind of right. does that, but he still kind of let them right. in, let them stay in the mansion, which was weird, but whatever, right? Right, figure out what's going on. Yeah, right. that, that, that was weird, right? So, 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 couple more things, couple, then we get to spoilers, right? Now, as they say, animated movie, no. That, to me, unfortunately, is, like, premise-wise, is how the show ultimately feels. What I mean? Like, like I understand that, you know, the DCU is almost on uh, out of the door, right? It, it's crawling its way out of the floor, right, with, with, uh, out of the door, sorry, with its already, you know, um, forcibly removed nails and whatnot, right? I, I, I could see it happening, right? Right. But at the same time, this feels just like this, you know, like one of those um, DC animated films where, you know, it, it tells its own story and then it just goes, but it does not really add to, like, some big conceit or anything big that's exactly. going to happen in the future. Yep. This is how, unfortunately, exactly. the Flash yep. felt, right, when, it, when all of a sudden it does. just felt yep. like, okay, he just kind of does this and then he loses his lesson, the end. Nothing else to look forward to. The yeah. end. Okay. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, I don't want to get into the spoilers, but it does the exact opposite lesson of Spider-Verse, though. Yes. Um, it, like, it tells you the idea of what makes a hero a hero, right? Yeah. It, it, it does that. Well, the, the, the whole the whole conceit towards fatalism. Right. Like, right. 
Daisy would point out, yeah, like it does the exact opposite message of Spider Verse. If Spider Verse didn't come out, I'd have probably like this movie more. Well, like Spider Verse, I like, cannot say, oh well, this movie. Yeah, is, like, 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 like you have a choice. It's not like you, yeah. you, 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 you're supposed yeah. to be this person because of the bad things in your life, right? right. Or whatever, right? And last but not yeah. least, um, you know, the elephant in the room, right? The the the, the VFX. Yes, it's 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 spotty right. in some points, very noticeably spotty in some it's, points. It's so, pretty bad almost um, everywhere. Here's what it is: they spend all their money on the whole twin thing. On, <laughs> it's on Barry clearly and, boy. And that, that should look, that should look flawless. That. It looked flawless, right? Right, no, yeah, exactly. The last time I saw that done well was Social Network and Army Hammer with um, yes, Twinkle Yes, you're right, you're right, right, yes, yes. I thought that was... And that's 2010, yeah, that's eh, by the way. Then. Think about this, that, huh? Right. In this, they did it almost perfectly. And because Ezra Miller, like, look, Ezra Miller is, is a complete supervillain, right? Like, like the Flash, right? But uh, Ezra Miller versus themselves is really good, though. It's like really good, though, back and forth. And it's funny. Like, they feel like two different people. Yeah, um, the, the, the visuals, right? Especially for the action sequences. While they are very dynamic, I must say, right? And I actually like what Andy does in terms of making, you know, these scenes really vibrant and colorful and creative and over the right. top, right? Uh, you really do see the wonky VFX though, um, especially when it okay, comes so to the movements or the no... flash at some points though. But like, it, it right. wasn't too, 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 too bad. Where I was like, "How oh, this thing looking yeah, exactly. shitty?" Blah blah blah. It just kind of added to the over the topness of what I'm seeing here. Um, I actually thought like the the the, the um, I should say the, the big set piece. What the big set pieces involving this battle involving um. You know, our heroes against Zod and his army. That was, that was pretty cool. And like yeah. how they use color as well too. With the fine. blue yeah, and, the, exactly. and the, um, the, the, um, sorry, the yellow. That was, that was pretty cool as well, right? And also right. points for, right. well, I could kind of give points too for the music. You know, from, from, um, from Benjamin right. Wallfish. You know, who actually did the score for, um, for, you know, films like Mortal Kombat and, and Chapter 2 and stuff like that, right? But yeah, you know, him, he actually does this very vibrant score for it as well. Um, even like call, it does call back to the Danny Elfman Batman team, you know, the iconic team fit as well right. too, involving you know when you see scenes with Batman. That was nice. That was, that was nice, right? But I like that that Benjamin kind of making his own right. thing, right? So yeah, music is fine and all that though. It's just when it comes to their visuals though, hit or miss, very hit or miss. And now let's get into spoiler territory. Wee you, wee you, wee you, you've been warned, right? Right. So Nicholas Cage Superman makes an appearance, and that's kind of funny, kind of. Kinda, uh, but I won't lie. When I saw that, it took about the show, though. Yeah, actually, yeah. actually, let me let me let me let me touch on that for, for a bit, right? Just just right. to give more context, right? So the 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 Speed Force, right? Or at least the version of the Paradox. No, well, actually, Speed Force that we see, right? I okay. that whole theaters kind of vibe thing, Truma or right. at first, right? It right. is very abstract, very weird, and I actually kind of commend the show for just saying, let me just do something really unique and special. Right. What I thought so that was that was what interesting. I thought, yeah, at first I was, I was really, it was really weird, and then I was like, oh shit, no, this is the Alex Ross thing. It's Alex okay, Ross. Okay, okay, I, I, I didn't know, right? Yeah, that's what, that's what I cannot get from it. Yeah. So, so what I, what I do like about it though is that where there are rows, right? You know, where the where the um, theater attendees are watching, in, you know, the stage, the stage being where our hero Flash is running towards a certain point, right. he would yeah. see like versions of the same events, you know, on these right. rows, if you will, right? And he would just yeah. kind of lock it on one that looks kind of familiar, and then he will jump into it. Also, one that looks interesting. Yep. I like that. I, that, right. that, that. It's weird. Yep. It's abstract, but it works, right? So right, and it, well, it lines up. It lines up with what what with um the whole retro causality thing that that Bruce was explaining. Right. I like that. That's a nice metaphor for it. Again, it don't have to make sense. I don't have to care about the time you want. You crap. 
whatever it is. Um, one thing that kind of confused me though. So, did did the dad look up because it was a different universe, or was it because of Barry putting the candy? Because oh, I I do you know. The begin- Here's the thing. Got the scene before. He was looking at the way, the way how they framed the camera. It looked like he got the idea to say, well, he didn't learn his lesson. Well, the lesson they're trying to teach mm-hmm. him this, right? And then, but when he went, to, went back to the present, the, well, the alternate present, he was surprised the dad was uh, freed because it changed it, the same evidence from before. He couldn't get now because, because of what Bruce gave yes, him. Yes, yes. Well, um, well, well, the, ben Affleck the Bruce, sort of right? technology thing. Yeah. Ben Affleck Bruce. Right. So now, it's, I think it's just because of the change of the universe. And well, it's not, again, another big spoiler, huge spoiler. It's not Ben Affleck Bruce anymore. It's now... George Clooney's. Da, 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 da. George Clooney's Bruce. Right. Yeah. Batman and Robin. <laughs> hey, Freeze. I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> shows up in this movie. Yeah? That is such a fuck you to the fan base. Yeah, oh, boy. my God. A whole bunch of fans who hate that movie and not let that shit go. But, 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 let me, let me use this as a springboard to talk about cameos, right? So, let, let me just start from the beginning, then we'll get to that big moment, right? But, um, I'll talk, I'll go back to the, to the speed force a little bit, right? So, cameos, right? Um, so, didn't expect to see Wonder Woman in this. Yeah. But, the way how it's set up, though, it's like, right. you know, it's one of those dumb questions board. people ask, well, you know, if we live in a world where this character, this character exists, why one person trying to handle everything, right? It's a, it's a okay right. setup, right? Um. The, right. the, the setup itself is is, is kind of right, cheesy right. in retrospect with the whole thing with oh you know guy attacks hospital and you know blows up from from the bottom so you know building is is capsizing and it yeah. just happens to be this wing where all these babies these newborn babies are so yes flash has to go and save the babies yeah, but then they have this I rescue dog they and he has I... to save that too and they're like all right, this is right. this is meant for laughs. I get it. It's kind of fun and funny because it's the Flash, okay? Right. And it's dazzling to look at right. um, visually. But it's kind of silly in retrospect, though. But I kind of get to do. No, no, it, it. I, I, I thought I didn't have a problem with this action sequence at all. Okay. I thought it was funny. I just wish you CG. I just thought you CG would have been better. But like, I, I enjoyed it because it's like uh, somebody make a mention. It, it, it remind reminiscent of a Buster Keaton kind of situation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. Um, Buster and Keaton or Harold Lloyd, make, yeah. Right, and they make a they make a big funny like a lot of great visual gags. So like it looked like you go and rescue a child, and then he goes straight for like some candy because he running out of energy because he can he can get a sandwich yeah. earlier. Stuff like that. I like that. I don't mind stuff like that. That's fine. Meant to be funny. It's kind of funny. Yeah, and and on the subject of that, I I like that I. I like that idea that he has to eat, cut, you know, the whole emphasis on calories. Right, stuff exactly. There. Because they just kind of gloss over it in the Flash TV series, like you just mentioned well, once or twice or whatnot. No, they mentioned But it in this case, like, no, I have to I have to make sure that I have enough nutrients inside of me yeah. or calories before I even do this running right. shit, right? Because, you know. You no, know, yeah, yeah. It was a quick, like, couple of throwaway gags with Cisco. Cisco used to give him, like, a little like a little tablet, and the tablet is, like, a bunch of calories or whatever it is. It's fine. Oh, right. Or, yeah, 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 like, yeah, a special yeah. alcohol that, right? that could get him drunk. For example, or something like that, like in yeah. the TV show, whatever. Moving on. Right. Um. So yeah, the Batman. So of course, Batman come. He do anything with the bike. Blah blah blah. That's right. okay. But they catch me though with with uh with with Diana Prince showing up. And of right. course, they had to play the team. So you know, they, right. they, 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 they had to do that, right? Right. And all right. So so weird thing, right? When when I saw it, when I saw this movie in cinema, right, there was not a lot of people in the screen that I went to. Huh. Interesting, right? Interesting, right? Um. But yeah, there were numerous moments I was watching this and I was telling myself, if I saw this with a wider audience, they probably would have been making noise because people make noise with the screen that I went to with Shazam 2 when one woman show up. But in this right. case, she show up and like, okay, she show up, alright, yeah. yeah. Uh, but why, why bring it up, you know, in this case, right? Because I have to talk, touch on the Justice League, right? Um, 
did they really need to be there outside of just reestablishing the fact that you know um, the Flash is, is part of Justice League? Because I'll tell you this, right? Dumb? Because Diana show up, she come and go. Um, Bruce tweeting, well, I say Batfleck tweeting, and then there's a moment where he talking to to um, to Barry, and that's it. And then right. they had the goal in the post credit scene, the end credit scene, sorry, to show Aquaman, and he just right. being this well, drunk so. asshole now who, and, right. then, and then the joke is, oh, there's a puddle, and you fall in the puddle, and he's singing, and he's talking shit. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm home. Well, Woo! The, the thing is, he's not Aquaman anymore. He's, he's, he's an alternate Aquaman. So no, 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 actually, no, because while they were talking, he was saying, he was, he was describing his adventure to him. So I assume right. that he is he's well, you know, um Barry is now back in the real world because you know no. before before the credits back. started rolling, he wasn't. So now he's no, back in the real world, so he's talking to Aquaman. No, you no, can't go home. That's the whole point. You have no it have no home for him to go back to. You have to accept this new world. There's a new world. That's the whole point of Flashpoint. It's a reset everything. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I I was confused. Alright, I so I honestly thought that he went back to his real time. Okay, I don't know. Nope. All right, that, that, nope, right, that, that, that's way, that's way, right? Yeah. Um, I should mention just quickly, just quickly, just quickly. Um, Iris, she was there. The chemistry was hit or miss. Like she, had a, she had a small part in the, the, the in Justice League. She was cut out of the Whedon cut. Yeah, but she was there and in the Snyder cut. Back in yeah. in the, in Snyder cut. Yeah, right she's there. Right? She looked cute. Is that girl from? She wasn't dope. Yes, yes, yes. She, yeah, right, she, exactly. she did. She looked sweet and yeah. whatnot. But like chemistry, yeah, uh, she's right, she's right. especially the end where she kind of yeah, had to force yeah. herself to to ask Barry out to the date, and you know Barry just being Barry's yeah, like no, yeah. right? I, I don't yeah. Care. Um. So so now, yeah. now now back to the speed force stuff, right? So you know we have this stuff, and now we get into where uh, we had the big climactic fight scene with our heroes against um against Zod, right? Um, Zod, speaking right. of cameos, wasted in this. I felt yeah, he, was, he, he, he was he was just yeah. as one-dimensional as Supergirl because just like, yes. Um, but I, didn't, I didn't expect more. I didn't expect more. I know, but, but, so I hate yeah. to see this. I hate to see this because I don't want to come off as, you don't understand comic book movies, man. You don't have, you don't have to explain this stuff. Do I necessarily have to remember Zod's motivation from Man of Steel to understand why he well, is in right. this movie here. Because he just kind of shows up with the kind intention of, of terraforming the Earth. I get that. Okay. Right. Then he brings up the, the, the stuff involving, yeah. you know, Kal-El's blood. And now I know how to remember right. all that shit that he was talking about from Sis Mother Steel. Yeah, it's like, right. I don't remember this. I'm sorry. I, I vaguely remember. No, it's, it's a vague, like, just a quick, like, a whatever. It's a quick thing. I don't really care. Right. I right. really do oh, Okay, okay, right. Because they, they, they just have to explain, they just have to explain why he would go after Supergirl or care about Supergirl. Because apparently... Supergirl is the person with all the taking she blood this time. So yeah, like, yeah. And, and the whole reveal yeah. that, that Kal-El didn't make it to Earth. Right, is... what it implies, he killed, he killed, he killed Kal-El. Right, yeah. is yeah. not shocking to me at all because no, of the right. whole Flashpoint idea, right? Now, right. I do like, even though you saw it coming a mile away, I do like the idea of, you know, alternate Barry becoming eventually the reverse Flash. That was interesting. Um, the... Well, he's not, he's not reverse Flash, he's Dark Flash. Dark uh, Flash. Okay, okay, right. okay. Sorry. Yeah, right. right. Um, the design of it is, is of him, of okay. them. Sorry, is interesting. I didn't expect it. The whole idea with the blade that is in his arm, and then he eventually right. turns to other blades, so it kind of like messes yeah, up his body. And, and and even and I like how they set it up even early on with him taking um, you know, Bat- one of Batman's old suits to to form it. Now. So it's right. like this weird yeah. hodgepodge of of characters that come together to make this Dark Flash. That's interesting. I yeah. I like that. Right. 
Um, uh, it's not clear. It's not clear how long he was doing it, but they say like it looked like a while. Like, like yes, yes, been, yes. You know, decades, decades probably, or even longer. Yeah, I, I felt it was too little, too late in terms of oh, we could fix this now, and you know he keeps going back. Like that was when I really got more flashpoint stuff because leading right. up to that point was just okay. It's it's Batman and it's super kill. Oh wow, right? And just to touch on trailer again, right? <sighs> again, Warner having no confidence in what it is they put it out there. Now, yeah. remember early on, right? When 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 early reactions to the movie came out and people were saying, oh my God, it's the greatest superhero movie ever made, right? That was because they saw they, 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 they saw Michael Keaton show up for the first time in the yeah. movie. There was no trailer to spoil it. So when I saw yeah. um, Michael Keaton show up, and this is especially how they build it up, even right down to him saying the line, yeah, I'm Batman. Kind of yeah. fell flat for me. And it's even worse because I saw it in yeah. a cinema with, with that, not that much people. So I just saw it like, yeah, the trailer spoilers already. This is not amazing. This is not amazing. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. Yes, Batman is there, well, but it's not amazing what, what to they, me. I'm what sorry. They hide, what they hide for later is what the real like, thing that people need to be spoiling for now. That is what the big thing. So yeah, they do some digital necromancy and Christopher Reeve shows up. And, and, and Supergirl really too. I, I bothered. Nobody I cares that... about 84 Supergirl. Nobody cares. Yes. <laughs> and then they show um so the guy who was playing, they show the old Jay Garrick, they show where you call him this Batman. Um Adam West Batman for two seconds. Oh, it was him. Um, I, I saw it was the 40s Batman first. Right. It was the 40s. No, no, they show they show the they show the 50s Superman as well. Right, George. they show that one, yes, yes, uh, yes. He was there as well. Well, you know what I'll be funny if they had Ben Affleck play that because my brother Ben Affleck play George oh right, yes. Uh, I forget oh gosh, I forget the name of it. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing, right? Like I was, I was seeing all this, right? Um, I cringe when I saw Christopher Reeve, right? And again, because I saw it in the yeah, audience, that you know, cringe, wasn't yeah. that many people there. I, I was, you know, yeah. like I, in my head, I tell myself, if I was in another screen audience, this would be bored of or over this. Um, I don't think so. I really don't, I don't think know, so. Boy. This is the like, you know, the Transformers moment with with Bumblebee, right? Hint, hint, right? Right. But yeah, boy, this is clearly for the yeah. fans. And I just watch this, and I'm like, why, yeah. why? Because it no, didn't... I get, I get what I get. Listen, listen, I get what they're doing. I get it. I get what they're going for. I can see real people hating this because I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it anywhere near as much as what they did with Ghostbusters Afterlife. Right, but right, right. Still, you could have, they could have, they didn't need to do it. But I get it, what they're going for because, like, Barry had to learn the multiverse bullshit now. Yeah. Well, what, what's so funny well, about all this, right? And we'll get to the big reveal in, uh, just now, right? What's so funny about all this, right? Wasn't there a Crisis on Infinite Earth story arc in, in, uh, in Arrow, the Flash, or what that, where they, listen, Ezra they had a flash met point in the flash. Grant? Gustin? Right, no Grant. No, no Grant. Grant. No but, Grant, right? No Grant. I don't care. But, but you tell him, you, 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 you tell him, with, with all the effort, all they went out of your way to show me Christopher yeah. Reeve again, and what's her face who plays Supergirl again, right? And the person who you'll get to next. You could just squeeze in Grant Gustin. After, after no, the fact, I tell thing. myself, you know, but if they reference in Superman, as in 78 Superman, why didn't they get Brandon Routh, who was playing the same character, literally, who was in, nah, in Superman Returns? They they, nope. they're, not do, they're not doing that. Nah, they're not doing that. And the reason why they can't... Listen, if they get Grant, people would immediately say that Grant should replace him. Thank they you. They couldn't bring in Grant. Thank you. So, forget that. Yeah. They, they couldn't do that. Right. And, yeah, that's kind of annoying what they're going forward with because, like, yeah, they, they like, like, the way other things are going is that they're going to make continue to Ezra Miller and, like, um, guys, we give you a kind of a chance with this, but yeah. you need to fuck off So So, right, so, so a few more things before I get to it, right? So, I mentioned Justice League already, right? Wouldn't it have hurt, though, right, with all these references to Superman and Batman, that we could have shown my 70s Wonder Woman or something, 
I mean, I know she was in the very end of Wonder Woman 94, the actress herself, but this is what they're going for, you know, because we have to show the world, we have to remind the world how important these characters are in, in, in pop culture. Okay, well, why not, why not instead of just zeroed in, sorry, on Superman and Batman, why can't it just be other versions of, you know, the Justice League members, right? Just saying, just asking. I, I, don't, I know, don't care about that. But the moment that took me out of it, Jen, was when I saw Nicholas motherfucking Cage Shredder, who, you right. know, because, yeah, you know, so for, for those who don't know, right, uh, Kevin Smith what, uh, wrote, yeah, did, did, a, did a script for, well, basically, like, a new Superman movie. This was in the 90s, right? Uh, but that didn't work out, right? But right. Uh, I think it's true, a producer, I forget which one, right? He wanted spiders in the film, and I think, yeah, Nicholas Cage himself yeah, yeah, yeah. wanted to play the role, and they did some tests, you know, shots and whatnot, right? Yeah. But the main, and, you know, there's yeah, this really one famous too. one that always pops up every time you do a Google search of him, right? But the mere fact that they right. replicated that and made that out to be some kind of big, major, important moment joke, in this yeah. movie, I was like, fuck you. They're all cringe. Fuck you. Are this serious? Is it that yeah, joke called it? You, you're trying, yeah, to, you're trying to make me laugh with this? Is this supposed to be funny or something? Exactly. You know, it's fanboy shit. It's fanboy shit. That's what it is. But am I supposed to laugh at this? Am I supposed to be like, oh my god, we're never going to see this yeah. again. But Tax in the Flash, this is our first glimpse. Yeah. Holy no, shit. Again, here's the problem. Again, Across the Spider-Verse already did this with Donald Glover and the Prowler. Right? Yep. Right? So, that's the problem with this is that, yeah, sorry, Spider-Verse. They can't even do references right. I'm Thank sorry, you. can't do references can't right. Do but right. again, you know, you're touching on the Justice League, right? Which is like the core team that this DCEU was built on anyway. You can assume other variations of those other characters. And just yeah, and I didn't do that. Bring in some TV characters. You have to do a set of movie and fanboy bullshit that only fanboys care about. Right? Yeah. Apparently, okay, so quick question. I think uh, the guy who played the, the old Flash, who played Jay Garrick, that was Teddy Sears, right? Um, I I, I should look that up because I was looking for John Wesley Ship. I think his name is right, but I didn't right. see him. I didn't right. see him. Yeah. Uh, but okay, yeah, I'm trying to remember who that was. I don't know who right. the actor they got for that that old one. Whoever. Right, and then and then get back to the whole you know animated movie thing. Ultimately, it just kind of boils out to oh, you know, this is the dark side of you know trying to re- uh, try to alter time. So. Yeah, yeah, now you have to make a choice, and then, well, I mean, uh, the, 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 the choice that he Spider-Verse makes, right? Spider-Verse already had a better answer, so it's like, yes. oh. Right, yeah. right, right, exactly, right? And this, while this I do appreciate... This is answer. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. while I do appreciate that moment where Barry encounters, you know, the, the, the altered, uh, his altered mother, right? Um, right. And then, you know, talks a little bit, of course, he doesn't reveal that he is his son, basically, right? Um, and right. then he puts back the can uh, of, of, of tom- uh, tomatoes. I just love how ironic the, the whole conceit is where, yeah, it's all about a can of tomatoes. That, that, that to me, is, 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 is great irony, in my opinion, right? And yes, you get a really nice moment there. It's very emotional. I didn't cry for it, right. but I get it. I get where it's, it's, it's coming from, it, right? But it was a letdown as well, too, because you tell me... Everything that we've seen before kind of doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things because our hero now understands that, you know, manipulating time is bad. So he just has to kind of go back and just kind of accept things for what they are. Just let the timeline play right. out. His parents die and right. back to normal, so well, to I speak. Mean, they, and that's, they, they, that's they, the they, film. Okay. They try to have it both ways. They, they try to have it both ways because the father now get out of, the, get out of prison. So they're leaving right. Like well, I, well, like I yeah. Well, well, that that I understand. But, yeah, but what, what, what I mean, what, yeah, what, what I mean, what I mean, what I mean is, is just until the villains themselves. That that's why I get to that, right? Because it just kind of ends, you know, with the whole battle that I mentioned earlier. It just kind of ends with, okay, well, it it 
with every iteration that uh, that that you know the Flash does, um, Supergirl will die by Zod, Zod will live, and Batman right, will yeah, die, that, and that's it. it. Just rinse and that's repeat. That's the problem. That's the problem with the story. This is is again Spider Verse already said fuck you to something like this now, because they try to make it out as if this impossible thing that you can't change forever. I'm like, wow, that's such a contrivance of the storyline, though. Yeah, and again, and it just kind of boils out to okay, that's it. There's nothing can be done. Okay, all right, let's just yeah. go back and. Settings yeah. back to normal, here, the end here, of the movie. Here, okay. Here's another dumb thing. Here's another thing. So you could time travel still. We still don't find out who killed the mother. Dude, you are right, Jen. And you would think, yeah. you would think, you would think that Barry yeah, would have tried to, to figure that out, you know? Try to find out who that is, right? But yeah. as he run into as he run into old Barry, as as they run as he ran, sorry, into old Barry, that was it. Yeah. Now we have to go and find Batman. And now that we find Batman, now we have to find yeah. Superman and we find Supergirl. But what about the person who killed your mother? The one that bought the, 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 the event that spurred you to do this shit in the first place? You just kind of say, fuck all this, man. Batman, right? Yeah. Supergirl, right? Yeah, that's what I feel. Eh? I feel, I feel they, they, they had the scene, they cut it, and they had to cut it because James Gunn reset and everything. And he said, I'm not doing this. So he, they cut it. Yeah, yeah. Because, because it's only really one person is torn. Whatever. Moving on. Exactly Next. right, and I'll close with this right. Yeah. Um, the George Clooney reveal again because this the the place I saw it. Um, Complete fuck you to the fan. Yeah, I I I was <laughs> like, well, this is serious. The, the, the toxic fan base who hate that. Yes. Sorry. Repeat. No, I mean like I was right saying in the cinema that I was in, like you would think this would be a moment that would have that would have garnered like thunderous applause. Um, people just like, oh mm-hmm. shit, you know what I mean? I, I was like, oh shit, they do it. You know. Too. No, I laugh at that. Eh? I laugh at that. Eh? When I see that, I'm like, okay, they do that funny, do that kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 no, but no Val Kilmer, no. Like like. Now like can, can, can can But I mean, I understand. But you know, yeah. if 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 you want to pay tribute to all things Batman, nah. can I, If you know, it would have been it would have been terrible if they did a deep fake um Val Kilmer or something along that line. Yeah, well, no Grant. Whoever, move on. Yeah, no Grant. No Grant. Grant. They if they, put they, if right? Grant face would show up, everybody would be like, all right, you definitely have to tell Ezra Miller to fuck off. <laughs> so they could do that and and look i i am very worried look so i think i think blue beetle looking funny enough but again blue beetle supposed to be the real start of the new dc james gun era stuff apparently right all right so why, why i don't understand why it's coming up before aquaman 2 but whatever right, well, i'm aquaman okay 2, right now so aquaman 2 is not really a sequel to aquaman not one now because that's a new continuity so they like gone reset aquaman 2 and make it something totally different and it will uh. act as if They'll act as if Aquaman, 2, Aquaman 1 didn't happen. And again, well, they get to do that because, you know, another problematic problem child after Bussy Truth. She had a Bussy Truth, right? That is Amber Hood. She uh-huh. kind of, they, they had a cut most of that. And from what I understand, they kind of cut in most of her out of the movie. From what I understand, we'll find out. I don't know. Right, um, right. But the way all this ends and implies is that Ezra Miller is going to stay in the DCU. And like, um, no, you can't be doing that. Sorry. Exactly. Because I was I was seeing back. behind the scenes that um the, the director loved the fact that he was working with yeah. Ezra. You know, he wanted to work with like, him on more flash movies. Like what what more like, flash guys, movies you talk about? Yeah, nah, that can't happen. If that happening, that will die in its crib. Sorry, James Gunn. That shit gonna die in its crib if you keep Ezra alone. That is an immediate death sentence. Exactly, boy, exactly. So so in closing, right, with the with the already looming shadow over this movie as is thanks to, to Ezra Miller, right? The right. show unfortunately for me it was neither here nor there for me it, it just felt like yeah. dc not just dcu right but just dc in general just trying way too hard to remind people of why they're so why this well i should say the films themselves the live action films reminding them right trying to remind you will of why they're still relevant or why people should care 
Like the mere fact that you brought back Christopher Reeve and you know the the older Batman's and stuff like that, and you know taking something that's kind of like a joke now in retrospect with with Nicolas Cage now and treating this like oh my God, this is why you should care about Superman. This is why you must care about Batman, and you're kind of forgetting that this is is a flash story. It's kind of it's kind of testament of of how you know far you know this 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 franchise. Uh, I should say this this um yeah the DCU has has gone by to the point that we just doing nostalgia for the sake of nostalgia oh look it's michael keaton don't you like michael keaton ain't you yeah. like him but now we're yep. gonna have him in a flash movie and you think okay well if we're doing this then we just bring in superman but we can't really do that because you know um you know henry cavill and christopher reeve and so let me just bring in supergirl I, I but would argue. she's just there to fly and yeah, punch no, people and do shit because okay yeah, because because I thought because Sasha Kaye was so underwhelming in this, I I thought this was a missed opportunity to bring back um, Cavill. Yeah, right. I, I was I was actually I mean, actually looking for some glimpse of him, right? Like see, like a Shazam esque yeah. kind of glimpse of him. But we don't even get that, right? right. Like, really, you know? No, I, I felt I felt I felt they could have bring back Cavill. Like that was the role they could have bring back Cavill in an alternate version of. No. Look, um, if 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 Ben Affleck Dredd could take his time off from what is he doing. I could see how un- unenthusiastic he is, right? With that moment with him talking to Ezra. How enthusiastic he is to even be in this movie, yeah? You know? They could have bring in Henry too. Is it just me that, that or, or like, his, his jaw was swollen on one side? Um, I, like didn't, I didn't pick up on that, some. though. Yeah, but, look weird, he looked weird. Whatever. Yeah, kind, uh, kind of, right? But yeah, anyway, um, so, I, I, well, that's just a close, right? But yeah, the nostalgia right. was just too heavy. It felt yeah. way too unnecessary. It took away from the story. And here's the thing, right? You know, like, I'm all for, you know, re- resetting timelines and all that kind of stuff. But it didn't really do that, but it kind of did in a sense. And it just kind of came out pretty underwhelming. I felt it should have just stuck within its own DCEU universe and tell its own story. Right? Like, literally, we have an animated movie by the name of Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox, that does that right. so well, right? You could have done that. Yep. Give us reworked versions of, of Wonder Woman or Aquaman or whatever, right? Or Cyborg or whatever it is. Because, that could have been the story, but no, we can't yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, what, what, what's like, what's like, what's like? No, we can't do that because we had to get butts in seats. So what's the best thing we yeah. could do? Well, here's what. Hmm. Wouldn't it be cool if we get the old Batman to be in this? And, yeah. and not just that, Trey. Let me just bring in, you know, um, let me just because have a glimpse of, of a Superman here and a Superman here and a Batman here. And that will, that will really please the fans, right? Right? Exactly. But a better, a, better, a better movie, a better version of this instead of doing that alternate old Batman. Uh, again, again, why they do it? But yeah, they could have bring back Negan as, as Sting. Remember Negan as Batman dad now? And he could have been Thomas Wayne. Oh, right, right, right. From, 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 from BVS. Yes, yes, yes. From BVS, right, exactly. And he's a big-time actor. Good. You get he to come true. But nope, they didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, last point and then rating. All right, right, right. So, yeah. So, so for me, I get where it is they're coming from. You know, it's it's trying to be this love letter to all things DC and whatnot. Um, but the mere fact yeah. that they just zero in more on Superman, Batman, is kind of suspect to me. Um, the, the, the Flash stuff is interesting and what he learns and all that is, is kind of interesting. Um, a little too little, too late as far as like really showing us how, you know, how, you know, the, 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 the side effects of trying to rewrite, rewrite time and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, Ezra Miller, he, you know, they, they do their thing, you know, they, you know, um, screen presence and all that kind of stuff. You get some funny moments, some great, you know, back to future kind of moments and whatnot. But ultimately, this kind of just felt sort of fillerish and un- unfortunate. It really does not add to, okay, well, if, you know, if, if the DCU is about to wrap up now, uh, or maybe this is the last of it, who for we know, um, give, give us, yeah. end it off on a high note, but don't, 
rely on nostalgia to do so. You don't need no. the older Superman and Batman to, to tell your story. Just tell your story and end it off. And you could still do the timeline stuff, right? But just use the characters that exist already in your own universe. You don't need to shimmer Nicolas Cage yeah, yeah, yeah. for reasons. But anyway. Yeah. But yeah, other than nope. that... They, they got yeah. a chance to do it. They got you know, to do it. That, that's what it is, right? So, they so, so they, they yeah. so they, 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 right. they um, basically they juke themselves off. They get off. Okay, cool, right? Moving on, right? So, yeah, for me, yep. rating wise, I didn't love it. Yep. I didn't hate it. It was just mid to me. So, I'm gonna give this a strong three yep. and a, sorry, a strong two and a half to a very, 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 very light three out of five. Um, see it if you want to. If you just right. want to see some, you know, sparkly DC shit, check it out. Though, I guess if you're a DC fan, you'll appreciate it more and all that. But I just felt like the the nods and the the the, the callbacks to, to 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 material that is within DC, but it's not related to the DC EU, was forced and just made no sense to right. me. Right. And again, if this is the end, or if this right. is like near the end of the DCU way. Yeah, boy, they they really really trying hard to, to 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 make out to make us care, boy. But right now, I just I just don't. I really don't. But yeah, Ricardo, you're, you're fired. You're done. I, I kind of feeling bad for. Yeah, no, I kind of feeling bad for James Gunn now because he have such a lemon on his heart now. But I don't know. He getting a chance to reset everything. Lay lay do eating. So you get to ignore last ten years. I wasting everybody goddamn time. Move on. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, my attitude. Yeah, I plot was a little predictable. Central conceit and the conflict was fine, even though it flipped against what Spider Verse did. Spider Verse kind of shit on them a little bit. Sorry. Um, the how to say it? It was the the timey wimey goofiness is very hard to ignore because you have to accept conceit and it's like, well, if you're doing this, then why not do this? Whatever. Time travel bullshit. I don't care. Um, the big takeaway, as I said, is because it does the exact opposite of Spider Verse. Um. You know, this whole, hey, literal Zoomer, you know, listen to the billionaires and accept your fate kind of mindset, no? Like, it just was kind of weird in that way. Like, when Spider-Verse brought it up, it's like, it's kind of hard to go back. Because this is how these stories are almost always told. And we could get into a bigger argument about Marvel versus DC and the culture, blah, blah, blah. No one cares. Uh, adding enough fun with it, it's a push-buttons move. Wherever you feel, they make it work for what it is. And, and Ezra Miller versus themselves is not bad. That that comedy duo versus themselves is fine. That works. Uh, but everything else is bullshit. Um, I thought I thought I'd hate the necro digital cameos more, but I didn't. I really thought I would have. I knew it had some, but I don't know what they were gonna do. And when they did it, I was like, alright, whatever. I'm moving on. I didn't it didn't bother me super super much. Rating uh, five in the middle, five point five something. It closer to a five than a six, but it's around that. Like it's it. I really wished. They just did a smarter version of the script, but again, I don't matter because again, James Gunn coming and taking over everything. We'll see with Blue Beetle. We will see with Blue Beetle. Yeah, right? we, we, that's we good will or see. I don't know. See. I have no idea. It might be good. We don't know, right? But this, yeah, uh, about a five, about a five or ten.